you're saying, Captain, is that we have backup. Now it's our duty not to launch until we can confirm. You're presuming that we have other submarines out there ready to launch. This Captain, I must assume that our submarines could have been taken out by other Akulas. We can play these games all night, Mr. Hunter, but I don't have the luxury of your presumptions. Sir. Mr. Hunter, we have rules that are not open to interpretation, personal intuition. You've got feelings, hairs on the back of your neck, little devils or angels sitting on your shoulders. Captain, yes. We're all very well aware of what our orders are and what those orders mean. They come down from our Commander-in-Chief. They contain no ambiguity. Mr. Hunter, I've made a decision. I'm captain of this boat. Now shut the fuck up! And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says on the order, if we authenticate it. It's <laughs> best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and we're here today to do episode 107. And I'm back. Crimson Tide. <laughs> Crimson Tide. Man, I'll tell you what, the only thing worse than, than us experiencing what we experienced would have been if we had our little COVID thing in a submarine. Mm. Yeah, I don't want COVID in a imagine, submarine. Uh, imagine if you were in the Navy. Like, how do you make that work? Like, the cruise ship was bad enough, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're all back. Yeah, we're all back. No, Ethan. No, no, Ethan. But it's not because of COVID. He wasn't. He wasn't the last shooter <laughs> operating. No, 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 no. Ethan just uh, just had something come come up. Life sometimes happens, and so such is. Mm-hmm. Seems to be rife around this area, though, doesn't it? What's that? COVID. It seems like it's it's a hot spot it's, here right it's now. Hit yeah. 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 I think bad, where it hit it? other parts of the country because I've said before the R numbers below one now in in England. I'm like, great. Where I'm at, no. <laughs> no I know so, so many people who Same. have COVID right now. Same. We were about yeah. three months behind getting our first case here, though, weren't we? So yeah. it makes sense that, to be honest, it probably stays. It just, it just yeah, I think yeah. it just moves in, in localities, and then of course in that region, lots of sort of they'll build up sort of herd immunity because once you get it, your body builds up antibodies and da 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 da. Uh, and then it gets spread to a region where it doesn't have. It seems more susceptible. Yep. And uh, it's it's been nuts. It's been nuts at work. It's been nuts uh, socially. Um, cool. All yeah. sorts of waves of life. <laughs> it's not even just like just my work or just my this or yeah. just my no, that. It's everything. Other pockets of friends. It just seems like it's just it's just everywhere right now. Yeah. Where yeah. we are. So wherever you are, um, even some of our listeners got a hold of us and said that they are going through it right now as well. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, oh, I don't really want... I don't think it was ever actually said in a forum, which lets me. Well, maybe, actually, I think it was. So I'll, I'll go ahead and share that as the case comes around when we get to it. But yeah, oh, um, okay. so I'm, it's really glad to be. I'm really glad that we're all back in the same place. Yeah, me too. Yes. Yeah, because you couldn't do it last I week. Because yeah. yeah, yeah, and you missed Reverend Bruce, and he he, he missed he missed seeing you. But oh. I thought oh, Reverend Bruce did a great job last week. He did it do seems very to be job, the yeah. the reaction here. We're not we're not re- replacing you with him or anything like that. Well, I missed you too, Reverend Bruce. I'm just so glad that wasn't a hallelujah that I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was definitely not not a not not a hallelujah that you weren't there. Oh. It was just a situation. We pitched it to him and said, "Look, here's the deal. Yeah, it's gonna be remote." Liam can't make it. Georgia um, can only do the end Georgia game. Georgia can only do the end game. <laughs> and he was really gracious. And, ra- you know, yeah. he could go, no, I don't want to do it. He was, he was totally cool. And you know what? If, and if there was a bonus out of it, it was the fact that there was less of us gave us more. And the fact that Georgia was poorly yeah. and therefore was pulled back a little bit more gave us more chance to really get to know Reverend Bruce and give him more of a chance to shine. So if you haven't listened to last week's folks, 
Um, I'd recommend watching Chariots of Fire, but even outside of that, just go. I've put the timestamp on the episode. Go check out from where Reverend Bruce starts talking. It's just really great to sort of hear He's and get, get really to know lovely. a little Genuinely bit. Genuinely, uh, really lovely. Lovely. And I didn't mention the fact uh, that uh, he was told off by his, by, by, his, by his wife <laughs> to stop saying lovely because in North America, it's a bit of an effeminate word. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, well, yeah I first we were over here and I was like, oh, lovely. I was like, lovely. <laughs> the heck's that? Oh, then lovely. I went home and I was told, you say lovely a lot now. I was like, oh. Might lovely. be my fault. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. No, it's, it's. No, like just that I've. I use lovely a lot. No, we say lovely all You're not I alone in this. We all, we all say lovely a lot. We do. Do we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, 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 because lovely's made its way because I, I just said, <laughs> I was told from people yeah, back yeah, home yeah, that yeah. I use lovely a lot and I haven't yeah. pulled back on it because I don't interact with people in Canada that much. So I'm all right with that. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's okay. Um, so uh, let's do our usual really quickly. Uh, here's where we charted this week, uh, despite our uh, COVID infected. Uh, <laughs> hope ho- ho- none of you caught it as a result of listening to it. Uh, <laughs> Computer um, virus. Here, here at home in the UK, we charted in Canada, Canada. in Australia, uh, in Ireland. Cool. <laughs> top of the morning. He was waiting for one more. Well, he he even got top of the morning last week. He, he, he filled in for some of these. Ah, did he? Uh, the Netherlands, uh, Switzerland, Colombia, Malaysia, number 26 in Nigeria, number 27 in South Korea, and number 44 in Denmark. And George, you're still planning one to Denmark for your holiday? I am. I'm going two weeks tomorrow as we record so shut up just, really yeah wow so it's like 13 days when this comes out i'm well, very excited that's very cool i've not been on holiday in a long time no i mean you know, yeah. yeah. we'll have yeah so enjoy that yeah i'm looking forward to it i've we're probably gonna go and have a dip in the sea and in some hot tubs at the same time because you know baltic sea why yeah. not why not um yeah. Going to, I think, La Glace, I think it's called, which is like a, one of the oldest pastry shops in Denmark, because, you know, got to have Danish pastry. Yep. Um, but other than that, we're going to see the Little Mermaid and the and the genetically modified Little Mermaid as well. But whenever, if anyone in Denmark has some suggestions, we are sticking to Copenhagen, but okay. let us know. I just cracked open a Carlsberg, which is a yes. Danish pilsner. Look it at that. In the, we might go and have a look around the museum. You'll well. have to have. I know you're not, you're not, you're not a beer drinker, I'm but you'll have to have like a half pint. If we go to if we go to the Carlsberg oh, Museum, I'll have a yeah. half pint. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. And, and feel free to bring back, bring back presents for yeah. your... <laughs> yeah. oh, well, Carlsberg presents, yeah. Sure, whatever. Also, opinions on, if anyone hears this, just quickly, opinions on visiting Christiana, Christiania as just two female travellers, because it's a free city, a free village, town where the law doesn't operate and a lot of tourists go to visit um but just whether people think it's safe who's been before because i'd really like to go but okay. don't want to jeopardize I've anything never heard of this so yeah, okay. it's a free town in copenhagen okay well then i look forward to hearing that yeah. and uh just like i look forward to hearing in our patreon group chat we have a group chat with the patreon do. we do and it is a lot of fun um we were ripping on ethan pretty hard and people were like <laughs> going i love seeing this glimpse behind the curtain because we were kind of savage about about the age game but also we were savage about the fact that he just can't type <laughs> he put a b on the end of Dwayne smith like yeah, it's not hard it's not it's not it's not difficult there so no. there we are but uh outside of that i will say this reverend bruce last week did a great job he sort of filled in he gave us our random word mm-hmm. hey. reverend bruce did yeah. uh he did Dwayne smith and he got, he got the final catch on the flippity flop so uh flop, yeah so i feel like i have been replaced i quite, I, quite <laughs> I don't know because he the random word i guess but the Dwayne it's, it's, it's a combination of it but it was just yeah. like it was really fun and i think he really enjoyed it as well good, good, good. i probably should have told him about half the things because i just sort of looked at him for the computer monitor and he, <laughs> thankfully he was he was there to go oh this they want me to jump in yeah. <laughs> he, 
gets it quicker than you do. <laughs> <laughs> we were just staring at him through the computer. Uh, so uh, we and uh, uh, a thousand shout outs to and thanks to our, our our Patreon crew here, starting with Reverend Bruce, Julene, Lena Oberholzer, Chris Peterson, Randall Silva, Anthony and Davies for making it so. And we got two new peeps in the Patreon pool wow. this week. Woo. We've got Katie McRae, yeah. Mrs. Reverend Bruce, because she wants Bruce. her own vote on really? the movies. Yeah, she, wow. not only did she join at the bottom tier and then she's moved up to the middle tier which is really cool because she's like yeah I want some free stuff when you guys send it out so free like, yes, stuff of course, <laughs> of course you do so yes. we'll, we'll get on that as we'll definitely get on that COVID infected and then also officially it's only right feels natural now friend of the podcast poet laureate Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. So there we go. Come on into the Patreon pool. The water's fine. Yeah. That's patreon.com slash BFE. To the patrons, I got to say this. We're getting ready to do our next quiz night with Danny and Drew from It's a Musical Pod. And I'm going to be getting into some of your private messages to see if anybody wants to to be involved in the patron list first, especially those those top and middle tiers. Yeah. First and foremost, because that's what, 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 what we promised. Yep. Exactly. So if you're if you're so inclined, you know, absolutely. If the timeline works for you, I'll be in contact. So keep your eyes open on your PMs. All right. So let's go ahead and take a look. Some reflections and corrections. Um, uh, well, we talked it's not going to be me. About, yeah, for <laughs> once you can sit here with absolute assurance that you're okay. I have a total absolution. First one here. Uh, <laughs> You'll notice I didn't hit the yellow button. It's not a mistake. Uh, people were really surprised Reverend Bruce didn't fit Clockwork Orange. Yeah, they were. They were really surprised. That or eyes wide shut. Um, he says, look, if you're waiting for me to choose Clockwork Orange, you'll be waiting for Clockwork Orange forever. He's not bringing that. Oh, okay. It's intense. It, yeah. It's intense. Um, I think we're going to do it at some point. Oh, yeah. It's on the poster. I know, I know. And, I know we have to open ourselves up to watching that. I, I said, that's a movie that I'm looking more forward to the conversation than having to watch the movie. Okay, are we going to have to, like, pin our eyes open? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do that in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll make Georgia pin her eyes open. I don't think. If you thought train spotting was bad, jeez. <laughs> okay, you have to watch this film on a loop. <laughs> it depends. Is, because is it as realistic as train spotting? Is it still about real people, or is there elements of mythology to no, this? Well, no, not mythology, no. but it isn't like a, uh, a what do you call it, a dystopian kind of world? Oh, that might be more watchable then. Oh, I don't know. All right. What I'll say is eventually we'll put it on and you'll have the free reign to go, I'm done. And we'll go, all right. (laughs) And we'll just go, go in the other room and do like the age game and the critics and things like that. If you're so inclined and come back at the end. Georgia, I'm going to struggle with this one. Yeah. Yeah, you are. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, Resident Posty Russell said, Reverend Bruce did so well in the episode. I loved listening to him talk and so did we. Yep. So did we. Uh, Step Taylor said, excellent show, considering I haven't seen the film and COVID hitting the acknowledge me button on y'all. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there. This was COVID. Acknowledge me. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Has Ethan been banished from age game duties? I'll just say, he ain't here this week, so. Sissing <laughs> 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 out a one game suspension on account of his <laughs> terrible performance. Uh, no, we do have some thoughts from Ethan on this film that he'll, we'll share later on. Um, ha, banishment. Be merciful. Say death for exile hath more terror in his look much more than google wiki or basic <laughs> age math uh shout out to step taylor for playing the romeo and juliet card on that That's one beautiful. Yeah, well, well done, done you uh julie listen to encanto in english 
Because she said they're probably talking about sound mixing, right? Yeah. And said that she agrees with the sound mixing. She had a really hard time making out the the, the, the words on the introductory song. Yeah. Oh, okay, so is it better in other languages? It seems, just like, the it seems like it's just the Spanish mix. It seems, so the Spanish mix seems to be good. Fine, yeah. The English mix seems to be a problem. Oh, okay. okay. And as I said here, Ethan's getting a lot of grief for his lack of skill with the age game, <laughs> as you should. <laughs> I literally went, you know, and so-and-so died at this. And Reverend Bruce, I talked about two minutes about this yeah, guy dying at like 41. And Ethan's like, would you believe he was 41 when he made this film? And I'm like, no. No, he wasn't. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Because we just talked about how he died at 41. I was sat there going, I am like half paying attention. I do not feel well. And I know yeah. you're wrong. He went, he went, Google lied to me. I'm like, you go on IMDb, you click the actor's name, it says what year they're born in. Sim- and then just do some math. Yeah. Just do some math. Or you can go to a website that is literally called How Old Were They When? Oh, I really? Think, and okay. it like gives you how old they are there now and how old they were when they made the film. <laughs> so Ethan. there we go. Uh, now let's move on, I guess, to our general shout outs. And we'll start with. Hey, it's your sister. Uh, Kirsty said her favorite part of Monday is that a new episode of BFE drops around 10 p.m. her time. It's actually 9 o'clock, Kirst. <laughs> <laughs> it's set to go live at 2 a.m. here, so that's 9 p.m. your time. <laughs> There's, that's there's, just when you I'm good it. with I'm good with 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 time zones and numbers. Um, you are one, one of our earliest podcast friends, uh, Russ from Nick and Russ don't know anything. Yeah, I'll tell yes. you what they don't know they don't know time zones. We were doing Pod Vcom the one the one go. And he was trying to explain what time it was going to be. I'm like, guy, it's not that difficult. Like, we're all like just like one hour apart. <laughs> Except for like me. I was the weirdo. But for the most part, most of them were like one hour. And I'm just like, just let me tell you what time it's going to be. Because there were like things that went on at the wrong time because it was the wrong. Oh, Again, I love yeah. Rush. But yeah, he's not good with time zones. You just put in your time and the little three letters to the other three maybe, letters. Maybe we're more... We're more adept to it because living in England, I mean, there is that idea. We change that, that time zone, well, I think so. This is the idea that we go traveling a lot to other places, and so the idea about time zones being fluid or thinking about when things are on in the States and going, what does that mean for my timeline here? Yeah, 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 true. yeah. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I was shipwrecked had a thing on last night, which I had tickets to, but couldn't watch because it was 5 It was five p.m. Pacific, and I was like, that's 1 a.m. I can't stay up and watch that. Anyway, I was awake because I didn't sleep well, but I still didn't end up watching it. So. It's like the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I got up this morning to watch it because I'm like, I'm not staying up all night to do it. <laughs> So I woke up, got myself a cup of tea, and sat down and watched some wrestling. Weird for 8 a.m. <laughs> like, literally, it's seven th- like 7.45. I'm like, let's watch the wrestling from this. <laughs> I have yeah. my phone off, like nothing. I was glad. No spoilers, which was great. I still want to watch it at some point, but yeah, I yeah. slept for about five hours before 7 o'clock, so it was not happening. <laughs> it was not happening this morning. Well, the good news is it's on demand. You can get it anytime you want. <laughs> this good. ends our advert for the WWE Network. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Vince McMahon. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll take a free membership if <laughs> That's fine. Ringside seats. Oh, jeez. Can you imagine? Um, I want to give a shout out to Life Talks with Aubrey Nicole, who just keeps hitting us up every week Aww, and wrecking us to cool. everybody. I'm like, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much, yeah. Uh, Hermes, for the love. I'm sure we're going to hear from him later as a man in officers. No, officer. A man in uniform. Oh. I'm sure we'll hear from him. Uh, Josh, your next favorite movies, uh, who listed his top five episodes of all time, as That's far cool. as like download numbers. Oh, okay. I'll just say, in fifth place, Little Miss Sunshine. I wanted to... Oh, that's not the right one. <laughs> Where's the yellow one? Where's the yellow one? The yellow one, I'll have to do that. So. Oh, I can't get this thing to... Why won't you move over? There we are. Uh, Acknowledge me. It's a little muted now that I've made a giant mistake, so I'll finish with that. Mistake. Think. Think.
we're going to get uh, like a uh, sort of example of how the board works up on the uh, Patreon page before too long. We're going to yes, I might even take some pictures after we finish tonight. See where the magic. I happens. might. I might just keep the, get things a little bit tight, and we'll do like a little bit of a here's the here's the studio of awesomeness kind of thing. Yeah, do a sneak peek. Give the give the old Rowcraster Pro a bit of a dusting. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. We still need to get our poster up. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, that'd be, you know, where we chart and where we are and what we're doing. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? We have the Ocho Duro, Duro Parlay Hour for the love. Shoot the flick for the love. Ray from NBC. That's not before coffee. Who does great <laughs> stuff? Ian from Bit Dead for the love. So Wizard Podcast. How you guys doing? Thanks so much. Chance Whitmore. Haven't heard from him for a little bit. It was good to see him again up on the old Twitter sphere. Twitter. Twitter. Um, someone called Lizzie for the endorsement. Who really? Someone just went again. Recommendations for a good podcast, and she went best film ever Yay, and i was like you, wow lizzie. thanks lizzie oh, so, that's so cool thanks very much you don't think that's queenie do you <laughs> <laughs> don't think she has no a, a personal twitter no I, I, wouldn't it be great if she just had this like little gorilla thing <laughs> yeah. i don't think she'd go by lizzie either. lizzie <laughs> <It's a bit> <laughs> obvious <laughs> that's why it was why it works yeah exactly See? she's actually a lizard person she <laughs> says she watches the crown <laughs> um, of course, a thousand shout outs and all the love to uh, BFF of the BFE. That's Juline, 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 who mentioned that some of her favorite episodes of ours have been Angels with Dirty Faces. Woo! To Sir with Love. Woo-hoo-hoo! Which was great because I got to talk about all that teaching stuff. And yeah. that was a, that's a huge people. That seems to be like if you're a fan of the BFE, people seem to like that one because I think we learned a lot about. Um, you, us in well, I guess yeah. Maybe, yeah. but I guess it was. It was. It was. Cause I think most movies are just a vehicle for us to sort of you get to know us. I think that's really what it is. Yeah, I guess what podcasting in, in essence on that is. One, though, so it might be well, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one was Encanto. So there we go. So that's oh. a very recent one. So no, yeah. none of my picks in here, but two of Liam's and one of George's. Boop. Boop. Just um, like the late um, uh, Meatloaf, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we talked about Meatloaf last week, but yeah, that's that's four by my count already this year. It's supposed to happen oh. in threes. Have you What's seen the little on? cartoon of the uh, the Grim Reaper with the vending machine? Like, you know, the grabber machine, and he keeps oh, like, really? picking up people. <laughs> it's really well, it's just like the claw. Yeah, from, like the uh, claw. <laughs> he just picks <laughs> up people. <laughs> it's not funny, but it is funny. It's <laughs> that, little, that little Martian voice going, oh, I've been chosen, my friends. <laughs> I am the chosen one. <laughs> um... Then we have, I think this is Dwayne Smith who went, uh, sorry, I think this is Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Went, I've been struck down in my prime with COVID, so not sure when I will listen. Looking forward to hearing Reverend Bruce, though. That's cool. And my niece, Felicity's got COVID. Oh, cool Apparently she keeps saying she's okay. Oh, so she's a trooper. So Felicity, this one's for you. We, Oliver, we, we love Oliver, but, but Felicity, you are such a champion. Well done, wow. you. It's not easy. You keep going. You are the chariot on fire. Have it, some biscuits. You know have what, some ice cream. You know what, Felicity? I'm going to push this button, and then Liam's got to do something. Ready? Oh. <laughs> sticker worthy. Sticker worthy. So we are going to send a sticker out. We will. We'll probably send one out to both. But we're going to send one out to you, Felicity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both So there on. we go. You know what I should get hold of again? My Polaroid camera. Because then we could take, with the stickers, a little selfie of us all and sign it and send that with it. That's a oh, really clever idea. How cool would that be? Do you actually have one? I do, yeah. It's got no film left, but I have one. Oh, we can buy some film. We can get some film. We can buy some film with the Patreon money. Look at that. There we are. 
Let's not let's not <laughs> let's not upgrade the microphones or pay for the hosting. No, let's well, make no. sure George has got George has got polarized. No, only, only to be used for the people that listen to the podcast. It's going straight back to them. The listeners want a Polaroid of us. We will we will we will table I'm this for I will buy them. <laughs> On my list of priorities, Polaroid film is pretty low. I will buy you. I would buy you Polaroid film before I use. I can, I can, I can hear all the all the listeners going Polaroid Polaroid. <laughs> I've just had 10 days off work. I can't afford Polaroid film right now. So we'll table that. Um, we had steeplechase, which was Reverend Bruce's random word. Um, nice. I, like I got a Josh, we actually have a movie, Juline, Ian Davies, and Chris Peterson. And my gift of the week went to Ian Davies. I thought he had the funniest one of the Don't four. Don't think I saw it. I'll have to have a look. So there we go. Uh, and then finally, we had a little thing about Chuck and Ruff go to the movies. Because I was on, back when it was called Chuck Goes to the Movies, I went on and I shared a story, which I, I hadn't told Chuck about. So I was supposed to go on and talk about Wedding Crashers. Oh, good movie. And so I go ahead and I watch Wedding Crashers in uh, preparation for it, right? And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a good, I was doing a lot of, I was doing a lot of guest spots, which I love. I love doing guest spots. If you're out there and you're like, <laughs> hey, Ian, would you be interested in coming? Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm, I'm generally, I'm generally all right. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to anybody about anything. You love to riff. I do. I do. Yeah. I enjoy it. I, th- I think I, I also like being a guest and like not having, so where this, I'm all prepared and I'm sort of guiding the ship and all that stuff. Uh-huh. I like just sort of kind of the, that live energy when you're just reacting to stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's something I like doing as well. You do, you and want to so be the person in the con room, not the captain. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I kind of want to be that. And so uh, I was all ready and did my research and was like, I'm set. I even tweeted about it. I was like, I can't wait because I'm going to talk about you know sailing on boats and bikes and all this stuff. Yeah. And then I checked the time in our PM and realized that that uh, wedding crashes was my backup. Oh. And I was actually supposed to go on to talk about forgetting Sarah Marshall, <laughs> which you know just as much which, which, about, which I love. Yeah. But like, I found this out like literally like five minutes before we're about to start the interview. So I went on. Chuck goes to the movies and just riffed <laughs> like all the like all the note. I'm like, no, can't use any of these. And was just trying on top of my head to remember specific moments because I I should have watched the film in advance. It should be. And I was just going. Thankfully, I've seen it like twenty times, but still. And so. I said, Chuck doesn't really know this. I shared this. Everyone was like, because I think I think Josh, my next favorite movie, had just listened to it. Yeah. For some reason, he just stumbled upon it because he saw that he'd done, um, he saw, seen that he'd done Forget Sarah Marshall. And I love Forget Sarah Marshall and heard my voice. and went, this is crazy. And I went, yeah. So, so Chuck got to find out that uh, I had just uh, <laughs> riffed my way through his. You've uh, literally forgotten about Sarah Marshall. I, I, I yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had forgotten forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. And so Josh wants to incorporate Ian is fantastic or hashtag Ian is always fantastic. And I'm like, well, let's just do Ian is fantastic. Let's, you know. Oh, yeah, because you know he doesn't what? need to be always fantastic. Well, he's always, always right. right, exactly, yeah. right? So there we go. But, you know, you it was a fun fantastic. story. Oh, bless you. You are. Oh. <laughs> no, I missed on, you guys. There you go. <laughs> um, and if you think our show's fantastic, why don't you go ahead and give it a review? Five stars on Apple or on Spotify. I know people are thinking, oh, or maybe I'll do it next time. If you took two seconds of it right now, it would actually make our day. Five so, so, is so magic much. number. Five is our magic number. I'll it say is. that much. So. Uh, let's move on to Crimson Tide. A 1995 American action thriller film takes place during a period of political turmoil in the Russian Federation in which ultranationalists threaten to launch nuclear missiles at the United States and Japan. I didn't remember the Japan part. The film focuses yeah. on a clash of wills between the seasoned commanding officer of a U.S. nuclear missile submarine and his new executive officer arising from conflicted interpretations of an order to launch their missiles. Had anybody seen this before? 
No. Uh, I want to say yes, um, way back in the day. But I remembered bits, not all of it. I might have seen it once or twice all the way through. Uh, I remember I really, I was just on. Yeah. Or someone bought it for my stepdad for Christmas, something like that. Yeah. And it might have just been on. I kind of probably sat down and went, all right. Didn't really know much about, because when this comes out, I think this is 1995. So yeah, it would have been about 15. I'm like 15, 16. Yeah. Um, not quite the movie fan that I am now. I mean, still, mm. something I'd, I'd watch films, but, you know, different level of, definitely different level of watching. Um, probably more about just, you know, films were something I did if, you know, I was bored of my video games or something like that. But you see, yeah. I wouldn't have been interested in this because back in the day, at that age, I was into my martial art movies. So, oh, so, so when did that stop? Like last <laughs> week? <laughs> okay, that didn't stop. You were, I, was in the, I was in that phase where like martial arts movies. Oh, no, but I was heavily into martial arts back then. I was doing a lot of um, karate and stuff. And, uh, you know, I was reading up on Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. And I was, you know, I was heavily into it then. Okay. Now I'm just uh, avidly into it. But I remember I saw this and really liked kind of all the ways in which it bounced back and forth and, yeah, yeah. and things of that nature and was 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 really quite uh quite a fan of it so that's why it was my choice especially when we had the joke about the georgia bulldogs <laughs> and the crimson tide and i, I remember i said i said i gotta look that up because i think it might be close and it was which was eligible i went oh it's just perfect isn't it so yeah. i went ahead and, and picked that because i really didn't have one in mind for this one because i do so much of the scheduling i kind of not that i get to choose my stuff i don't but uh, I, I sort of don't think about my opportunities. I'm just trying to keep the pieces moving and going, what's the right film for this week or what's the right film for what's going on at this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. I have to choose one sort of for just for personal reasons. Go, oh, okay. I haven't lost a bet. Still got a funny name. <laughs> I'm surjprised we haven't done Contagion yet. Jeez. Cont- oh, I, I think the world just wants well, to outbreak. stay away from that. Stuff. Oh, I love Outbreak. But it just feels a bit on the nose, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about this one, though. Um, directed by Tony Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who Top Gun. We've done a Tony Scott movie already. Remember which one it is? Uh, I want to say The Rock. No. No. Ooh. No, that was Michael Bay. Oh, 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 oh. Days of Thunder. Get out of the car, Cole. Get out of the car. Cole. Let me out of the car. Let me out of the car. They all have that same feel to them, though, don't they? Oh, I think Tony Scott movies have a feel to them. Yeah, oh, absolutely. yeah, definitely. Also Top Gun, also an enemy of a state. So yeah. just some good shouts there. Screenplay by Michael Schiffer, who did The, the Peacemaker. Oh, okay. And Four Feathers. Yes. Was yeah. that the um, Heath Ledger thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's sort of like um, Edwardy or like Boer War kind of era sort of stuff. Yeah, if you're given a feather. It looked like an epic. I didn't get a chance to see it. I think if you're given a feather, you're, you're known as a coward or something. I think. You might. I mean, there, there's a part of World War One where if you were given a feather, it meant you were a coward. I'm yeah. not sure. And I think I, I've never Have seen, you seen it. it. Yeah, I haven't seen no, it. Either, I've never so seen it. I don't know. I'm only going by the the reaches of my brain. Music by Hans Zimmer. Ah, we have seen. So, we've done so many Hans Zimmer movies. We have. Just good, isn't he? We have done between this and we have one we did on Talking to Mickey. We have done Days of Thunder, A yeah, League of Their Own, Cool Runnings, The Rock gladiator the dark knight on julene's pod we did hidden figures of course she does he wrote the theme to wonder woman oh which he didn't write the whole score but he wrote the theme because the theme appeared in batman versus superman yep and uh he also i mean he may as well say he he wrote pirates of the caribbean the curse of the black pearl i mean he comes on as like assisted by but we we went to gladiator what you can hear elements of of the score like it's and he got official composing credit for the second and third film so we may as well call it that so we're big fans of hans zimmer over here you could hear that in this as well my problem is right i always get hans zimmer and james horner mixed up 
I don't anymore. Hans Zimmer's got a very... If it sounds like it could be a Batman film, then it's Hans Zimmer. If it doesn't, then it's James Horner. <laughs> to me, it's, if it sounds like it could be Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. it's, it's, which is what this was. This it was, very much very sounded parts, like Pirates of the Caribbean at points. Yeah. Well, uh, we talked earlier about Days of Thunder, and that was brought to us by producers Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer, and so is this. Yeah. Uh, their creative wheels began to turn when they watched a four-part documentary called Submarines, Sharks of Steel. <laughs> if that's not like you would have thought simpson and bruckheimer named that themselves it's the kind of thing they would do yeah in 1990 sorry in 1993 the u.s navy allowed studio executives mm-hmm. researching the movie to embark upon the trident submarine uss florida from bangor washington uh it included hollywood Pre- pictures president of production ricardo mestrez director tony scott producers jerry bruckheimer and don simpson uh michael schiffer and some other peeps while aboard the navy allowed them to videotape the uh the florida's xo lieutenant commander william toady performing many of the same uh actions that would happen by the xo in this film uh, the Navy had been led to believe, and this is what it originally was, the movie storyline was going to be about the ship's computer kind of going rogue. Oh, okay. And the computer firing the missiles. And how do we stop the computer from firing the missile? Hadn't this already happened in War Games? I don't know. Has it? Is that what it was? Yeah, I think War Games, the computer takes over and think that they're playing a game where with, a young, with a young computer whiz lad. I don't know for sure if it's like the computer becomes sentient all of a sudden. So imagine the same movie, but rather than get a second, th- but you've locked in your, your time to fire. Yeah. And then you, the, rather than like the radio buoy getting severed, it's like the communication with the, I will talk about that later. <laughs> we, 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 we talk about um, now, now because of it, you can't get the computer to work. And so you're on a countdown to this thing you don't want to have happen. Oh, okay. So it was more, I That'd think. That'd be more terrifying. Jesus. Yeah, because everybody's in agreement. We can't let this happen, but yeah. what do we do? Yeah. Yeah. Is War Games the one where they, the boy makes the computer play noughts and crosses because no one can win noughts and crosses and that's how he beats it up? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. I just want to say it in William Regal's War Games. War Games. <laughs> Very Vinnie Jones when he says it. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> That um, didn't sound like Vinnie Jones, but <laughs> well done, Tron. In movie pilots, the Navy was told the story would be the hunt for Red October meets 2001, A Space Odyssey. So maybe it was a little bit of a sentient computer there. Mm-hmm. The Navy wanted the Florida crew to prove to the studio executives that there is no computer on a Trident submarine that can launch missiles. Therefore, the storyline is implausible. This is important because yeah. when the Navy agrees to help, that's the movie they think is going to get made. Yes, okay. Yeah. Where the Navy comes off pretty good in that version, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. yeah it's not yeah, our yeah. fault. It's just a computer that's either gone sentient or is broken. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So the people in the Navy itself can be trusted. Yeah. They don't want to be seen in a bad light, do they? Not at all. And so um, following the at-sea walkthrough, uh, the Florida returned to port to drop off studio executives and the XO from the Florida uh, Mr. Toady spent a great deal of time in the ship's wardroom walking them through kind of what happens with missile launch and the redundancy procedures. And a few months later, uh, they returned to the Navy with their revised storyline about the mutiny. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they went, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. We are not letting you show the U.S. Navy in a state of mutiny. Now, I'm going, it's a movie. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
we don't like the way it makes us look. It's not. It's not a documentary. No, because people are not going to go. Like, it's no, not they're not going to judge you. On I'm this. not walking out of the theater going. I'm really concerned about the state of the U.S. Navy. <laughs> no. I mean, I am really concerned about the state of the U.S., but that's a different matter. <laughs> but, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't walk out of Armageddon going, "Oh my God, an asteroid's going to drop on our head," and all we can do is send miners up to fix it. Oh, really? Because that's why I came out of the cinema thinking. Exactly, right? So I am thinking they're taking themselves a little bit too seriously here, but all right. Because Tony Scott expected he'd get uh, help because he got help from the Top Navy gun. winning the Top Gun. Top Gun, yeah. Yeah, so he thought, I've got a relationship. Mm-hmm. What's the worst that could happen? Um, well. <laughs> there is... On top of the script we have here, there is additional rewriting done by it. You've got your BFE bingo card out. Joss Whedon? Not him, the other one. Quentin Tarantino. Uh, of course. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, him. Um, and we'll talk about instances that, that he helped out with throughout. Filming took place in 1994. Uh, so basically, the film was produced without the Navy's assistance. The French Navy stepped in. <laughs> Assisted the team <laughs> for production using an aircraft carrier called Foch. Oh, is that why they're on F-O-C-H? the French? The French carrier at the beginning and the end. Were they? Yeah. I didn't notice they're in a French carrier in the middle of the sea. That's what the reporter man says. Oh, is that what he is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, somewhere yeah, in the Mediterranean. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the so, French, yeah. French plane carrier. Good eyes, you. Um, and so we'll talk a little bit more about some other issues there. So let's start with, as we begin our deep dive, which if there's ever a film more wow. appropriate for a yeah. deep dive, I don't know what it don't is. Don't go too deep. Don't go too deep because you can crush the hall. 1850, don't go past yeah. it. So we'll stop before we get to 1850, just before we get to 1850. Too much pressure. Musical score, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, I think it's great. It's brilliant, yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's not very often I hear a Hans Zimmer one and go, eh, but this one's good. <laughs> it does sound like it's got fingerprints of other things, but I think yeah. it also holds its own. Oh, yeah, yeah but definitely. Yeah, I mean, this was before Pirates, so Pirates would have borrowed off this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just so acutely familiar with, like, he's a pirate as that bit of music that when it's very similar, I'm going, ooh. I want a world where these two films coexist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jack Sparrow. Yes. Jack What's Sparrow that off the thing? <laughs> torpedo, torpedo, torpedo. Maybe the Kraken is just the USS Alabama. I was going to say, this connected with Pirates, connected with... 20,000 leagues under the sea. Now, this is called the US, the movie's called USS Alabama in some countries. Maybe oh, Because Crimson Tide is a stupid name. Uh, you see, Crimson Tide is the nickname of the University of Alabama. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Because, I mean, I mean, every, every school has their colors, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. get that Crimson is just red. Like this, this, this idea about euphemisms for, for having periods. Yeah. That's a very modern, modern kind yeah, of thing. Oh, not... I don't think Crimson Tide is a very modern one. That's like at least from like 70s, 60s. Okay, this university is like 100 and something years okay, old, okay? okay. Yeah. <laughs> Before everybody was looking for ways to make everything <laughs> sound like something else. Before it was shameful to be on your period. Well, it's not. Wait, it's before just, it was yeah. shameful. Before it was shameful to even talk about it. There, well, before, maybe before it was in the vernacular. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um, so the musical score for Crimson Tide was composed by Zimmer and employs a blend of orchestra, choir, and synthesizer sounds. Zimmer has described it as one of his personal favorites, but it did not come easy. He actually fought the producers on one single element. I didn't find out which element it was, oh. but there was one bit of underscoring where like, we just fought. Direct quote, we just sat there. We'd come in every day and we'd go at each other, Zimmer told Film Score Monthly. Just for the record, there's a magazine out there that only deals with film scores. Oh. So film a, Score Monthly. Was there a film score mutiny then? <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Uh, but he says apparently it was worth it because it won Zimmer a Grammy for the main theme. There we, are. There we, so there we go. There we go. 
Uh, it does include additional music by Nick Bloody Smith uh, and was conducted by Harry Gregson Williams. And within it is the well-known naval hymn, Eternal Father Strong to Save. We'll talk about that more a little bit later. We start off with a Chiron, the three most powerful men in the world, the President of the United States, the President of the Russian Republic, and the Captain of a U.S. nuclear missile submarine. To which point I went, I'm pretty sure the Captain of a Russian nuclear missile submarine is pretty important as well. Pretty high up there. Unless there's something about their chain of command, which is different. (laughs) We get told that it changes because of... Well, not because of this, but like because of events, doesn't it? So sure, I don't know how true that is. I did write it down, but yeah, I think it must be true because I don't think it is. I think, as far as I'm aware, they don't have control anymore. I think it does come from the White House, but could be wrong. My awareness of the nuclear capabilities of the various levels of the American military is very low. I believe, if uh, remembering this right, are you are you in- subscribed to Nuclear Code <laughs> Monthly? No. I However, I do believe that I think the number for the amount of minutes that it would take for the whole world to blow up if a nuclear attack was launched, I believe we'd be gone in seven minutes from the first attack. Probably. I think it's seven minutes, yeah. Yep. Which is... No, okay. That's, that's why I'm just like, no, no nuclear war. Thank you. Which I think is, we're all on the same page. Nuclear war is bad. Y- yes. Yeah, which we'll talk again later. We will. Because uh, we need to bring that up again. Um, the setup, uh, there's trouble with post-Cold War Russia, and the government is in crisis. They're in civil war. A small group of rebels are overtaking, and the fear is what's going to happen if they get their hands on nuclear weapons. And this is all done through a news report on a French aircraft carrier, apparently. In the Mediterranean Sea. In the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. I quite like this as a way to get exposition across to us. Yeah, I wasn't mad at it. No, I like, no, I've like. i always liked news reports as a way to go, here's yeah, the exposition yeah, yeah. you need to know. Although this film had lots of avenues for that. Mm-hmm. If you want to do exposition, this was an easy film to do it with. Of course. Yeah. So um, then we go ahead and as we're, we got this night vision, oh, the, the night vision footage. I was like, how'd they get that? Uh, I think that's real footage, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but I would say this fictional version of CNN, how do they get that footage? Uh, off the they didn't have internet then, did they? Ninety five. The black Dial-up? market. <laughs> probably, probably not. No. Well, maybe CNN did. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Old footage. Then we go to a child's birthday party, and Denzel is crap at battery management because it's the most important part. His kid's been picked for the magician. And then his battery dies. And if you want to hear more about battery management, George and I have an episode of Cleared for Takeoff coming out Friday on how I met your father. Battery management? Oh, battery <laughs> management. Yeah, no, it's because they are, they're completely different types of battery, aren't they? But yeah, no, yeah. Battery management. Don't yeah, let I your phones I, go to zero, I didn't, I didn't say camcorder battery management. No, yeah. but like, in my head, batteries that you put in things, like AA batteries and like thingy batteries, are completely different to something that you plug in. That's, Why do you not let your phone go to zero? Uh, I think, well, then and in the case that, well, if you if you listen, you'll find out lots. <laughs> but if you're going out on a date, maybe that's not the right time for your phone to go to zero. Oh, okay. Because you want to be reachable. Oh, I don't care. And to be able to reach people. Uh, she was a single woman in New York City, so she probably wants to be oh, reachable. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. But it was just an idea. But, but if, you, if you said, do you say How I Met Your Father? Yes, How I Met Your Father, the Hulu original series based on How I Met Your Mother, the spiritual sequel, if you will. Oh. What did we think about it? Find out on Friday. Friday! Friday! Have you met Reverend Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do we have here? Um, and because he's going to change the battery, this allows him to see the news footage. And it also introduces us to... It's funny how he has the news footage on, 
Is that something that they have to do just in case of any emergencies? Or just always have a news it just, on. It just seems odd to in have case the news war on happens. Well, well, I think they know they know party. they're in a state of emergency, don't they? I think they're just kind I of waiting. I don't, I don't think, I don't think so. they do. No, no. I think convenient news footage is convenient. Oh no, because I got the I I one of my issues with the news footage, not that it was massive, was that they were recapping several days worth of events in one like broadcast. And I'm like, people would already know this because this would have been going on for several days. It was brush. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. But like, so that's why I was kind of going. They like, came across. They, I think they surprised. would know. No, they look. I'm happening. with Liam. They look surprised. Yeah. I think the notion of this is that in the mid '90s, cable. I mean, what was OJ Simpson? '94. Uh, was it ninety three, yeah. ninety four, uh, early nineties, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was like the first real time where CNN became like you just had it on, yeah, all the time. And so we we trained ourselves to kind of watch CNN. And so now I don't know about having an hundred at children's birthday party. You just wouldn't, would you? But it's just it, it, we, we need him to see it, and yeah, we need yeah. his buddy to see it. Yeah, I guess I'm just not used to having lived without for a long time without news being just available when it's breaking. Like, so I guess yeah, it's just. Okay, and Stryker says maybe it's not as bad as it looks, and then the phone rings. The pager goes. And his beeper goes. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever have a beeper or a pager? No, they're very short-lived over here. I'm not sure they were very... I think the window was very small. I think Canada, it was almost non-existent. I think they had it for about a year, two years, if that. I didn't know anybody in Canada who had one growing up. I think we either had nothing or you had the brick Nokia phone. And I mean brick, like, like yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. bright orange numbers and... My sister let me hers once, and I put it in my pocket, and I had a can of Coke in my pocket, because you big winter coats in Canada, so you yeah, yeah. lots of stuff in there. <laughs> and the can opened, and her phone submerged. Ooh. Whoops. And so I um, was told in a rather spirited way that it was mine to replace now. And I think I did. <laughs> but I think the problem was when I replaced it, it had moved on to a new model, and that model wasn't as... She preferred the old model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was one of those things that Liam, I had to call, you just can't win. <laughs> I well, heard, which actually is quite fitting for this movie. I have well, heard a beeper go off before. Well, it's still used with Coast Guard. Okay. I was talking to my girlfriend the other day about this, because her friend is a doctor, and they still use pages. Yeah. Yeah, because that gives you individual people, and it's yeah. going to be on their person. Yeah. Yeah. So there's still a call for them. A call. <laughs> in in the right circumstances. In the right, in the right voluntary services yeah. use them. So like firefighters and Coast Guard, yep. where you're not at work all day or whatever, but if you're needed, it's the first like seven to get there and get ready, get in the boat type yep. thing. Um, okay. I was at, in Scarborough on holiday and we were in a Ask Italia restaurant and the table next to us, guy's beeper went off and off he, off he ran. Like put his fork down had flip-flops shirt and shorts on he was obviously like enjoying his meal beeper went off off he off he hopped it was i'd have jumped in his seat and started eating <laughs> when, I, when, I in, when i lived in phoenix i had a buddy who uh who had a beeper and i was always like i don't get it because it's just one-way traffic isn't it yeah like we, we were like in the middle when his car broke down i saw a beeper i'm like guys it was no good because <laughs> like we need to talk to someone yeah and you actually pay money a month for this it's like yeah i'm like you're insane yeah, and then phones. You think about everything that the phone can do now. Exactly. It's, it's, it's insane how many devices have been replaced by this. Yep. Yeah, it cost me an arm and a leg, but I'll have it for the next X number of years, mm-hmm. and it can do everything. It has more like power on a phone today than they had to send a rocket to yeah. a spaceship yeah. to the yeah, moon. Yeah, I believe that, yeah. The yeah. kids at work like to tell us that they're just fancy calculators because they're not supposed to have their phones on them at school, so yeah. if they get them out, like, it's just my calculator. Yeah, I've... I, Trust me, I've heard all the excuses. Yeah. <laughs> I'm checking what time it is. I'm like, what? You mean that clock there? Or I'm like, you think I'm going to eat into one minute of my lunch hour? 
I can promise you that ain't happening. Do you mind? I'm playing solitaire, sir. Yeah, pretty much. Let's be honest. I'm reading my text messages, aren't I? Or a number of people who's like, it's my mum. I'm like, oh, is it now? It's always the mum. I'm just scrolling through it's Facebook. It's never the mum. Um, and so let's talk about uh, Commander Hunter, played by Denzel Washington. Ready for this? Episode 107, our first Denzel Washington film. Wow. He's a handsome man, isn't he? He's a handsome man. He's got a very distinguished voice as well. Yeah. yeah. A voice that you listen to. That was to. an Ethan, yeah. It's kind of... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, he's a handsome man. He's got a lovely voice. Uh, Denzel Washington took this role, so uh, he would have the opportunity to be in there jousting with a master, he said. Yeah, Gene Hackman himself. Gene Hackman. Yeah. Uh, Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer originally offered uh, Val Kilmer one of the headlining roles, but he declined. Oh, Val, you have why? To, you have to think it's this one, right? Yeah, why would you do that? Because what's the other role that he would fit? Uh, Vigo? That's not a headlining role, though, is it? Semi-headlining? Yeah, head doesn't headline head mean you're head. on the post? If yeah, I yeah, say yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. a Glastonbury, I'm a headliner. It yeah, doesn't yeah. mean I'm fourth off the top. No, 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 no. It makes sense. You gotta think it's Denzel. Yeah, it's Although be he'd be really good in Vigo's part. He would, but that's the, he, he's just like Iceman there again, isn't he? He is. Yeah. yeah. But he turned it down years later. Kilmer noted that it was one of the few films he wished he'd agreed to be in that he didn't. Uh, the role offered to Kilmer was never formally specified, but I think it's got to be this. It's got to be. Uh, Brad Pitt expressed interest in playing uh, Hunter during the period where someone else was offered the role of Captain Ramsey. There's an alternative shot I wouldn't mind seeing. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a chance at the moment. Uh, Pitt had long wanted to work with this person, who he considered a master actor. However, once it was clear that our mystery actor would not be taking the role, Brad Pitt also withdrew his interest. George, remember who Brad Pitt is? Uh, He's the guy with the yellow hair in Ocean's Eleven. Yep. Okay. Got him? Weird, weird, weird looking man, yeah. Oh, what? Really? Oh, he's also he's also Tyler Durden in Fight Club. Yeah, yeah weird looking man. Oh, he's, he's a good looking he's man. He's a good looking guy. And a cool looking Not dude, too. Not in Fight Club. According to a Don Simpson interview, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise were considered for the role of Lieutenant Commander Hunter. Oh. This feels like a Cruise movie. Yeah. yeah. The guy who Brad pulled out of because the other guy wasn't going to play the top hitter. Yeah. Would that have been Clint? Would Clint Eastwood? Yeah. No. Because I can imagine Clint in that sort of role. Is he that shouty? <laughs> have you seen Heartbreak Ridge? I have not. I have not. <laughs> and then also rumors of Andy Garcia for this role. Oh, I love Andy Garcia. And we meet his buddy. Uh, I have his name later. It's like X or something like that. Uh, played by Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. Georgia, did you recognize that the guy who's like his buddy who flips Spiky is... Hair. Yeah, spiky hair. Dimble in his is, is Striker from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Aragon. No, did not know that. Yeah, it was Aragon. Aragon. He's just, also you have my sword. He just looked like his hair is like, you know, like the cartoon. What's his name? Jimmy, not Jimmy Neutron, the big buff guy with the white t-shirt and the blue, the blue shorts. Whose hair is just stood up. On his no front. idea. That's Do you who mean he looks like. The black t-shirt. Possibly. Uh, Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. Yeah, that's who he looks like. <laughs> Do you see me come here real fast? He's like Johnny Bravo. Man, I'm <laughs> That's what he looked like. He does. <laughs> so we find out that uh, Denzel um, Hunter, that's an interesting name Hunter, for him, yeah. hasn't it? Um, is kind of getting a, a job because uh, Captain Ramsey's uh, XO has appendicitis. So this is their first, I don't know if mission's the right word, but their first. They, they all seem to know each other. Like, most it, of them have served for big for old other, Cap, other, Cappy Boy. Oh, okay. The only new guy. The only new one is, is Denzel. Denzel. Yeah, but Denzel. Because he's, Phil, he, he's a sub. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're so proud of yourself. I, I, I didn't intentionally do that. I'm just really happy. <laughs> I know, that's why he looks 
so funny. I was really happy. With I heard someone. I went, That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he knew that other guy who turns on him later. They'd, he also they'd knew, served before, yeah, and he together. knew um, Vigo as well. He knew two people on that ship. No, v- oh, Vigo is the guy who turns on him. No, there's another guy. There's a. Oh, is there another one? Yeah, yeah. He goes, okay. "Oh, how's the wife and the kids?" Okay, so he also got. But it would be the case. You'd kind of go from one ship and you get promoted to other ships. And if you did well in your career, you'd move up the ranks and yeah, you'd yeah. sort of bounce back like and forth. People working for the same director over and over again, like. Or it's like teaching. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. Schools, I run into yeah. so many pe- like people who you're like, oh, so and so. It's it's a really small. When it comes down to it, like once you get above like that, like sort of like entry level point, I imagine it's a lot of sort of the same people bouncing back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so uh, we find out that Captain, sorry, that um, um, Commander Hunter um, rides horses in his spare time, Arabian horses. And that's where we get the idea that they're very different men because um, Captain Ramsey makes a reference that horses are like high school girls. <laughs> yeah. It makes a reference that I won't repeat, but... Uh, it did make me laugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was going, it's not going to be this type of film, is it? Because it's really early on. <laughs> I will say that high school is, a, is an older age group in the United States than it is in this country. Yeah. yeah. So that helps ever so slightly. I don't yeah, know. Ever, ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. Uh, but see, I mean, he's the old guard, and it's clear that you know, like Denzel's doing that bit where you where you laugh politely, mm-hmm. but you're not really like agreeing. Not agreeing with what has been said. When you no. get two people in a position of power, especially the sub power, <laughs> um, he's a subordinate, and he's the new guy. <laughs> I'm overlooking that. Uh, <laughs> and he's the new guy, and then you've got the old guy. There's always going to be friction, no matter what, because one way is going to be their way, and another way is going to be another way and you've also got the jadedness of one and the idealist of one well they're so ideologically opposed yeah polarizingly so mm-hmm. diametrically opposed foes that you can't really uh and they give us some hints i don't mind it they give us some tips to go these two ain't gonna work well together. well yeah you, you kind of know and the movie wants you to know that yeah um and then his dog is named bear and that's named oh. after bear bryant and bear bryant was a football coach at New England Patriots. Alabama. University of Alabama. Ah. Oh. Sweet home Alabama. Says it goes everywhere with him. They're the smartest dogs alive. And the dog approves of Denzel. Yep. He does. I love the dog. They're not the smartest breed, though. Just oh, let's so talk about the dog's yeah. master a bit. Captain Ramsey, played by Gene Hackman. Oh, what a, what a guy. 107 episodes in. First. Our first Gene Hackman yeah. film as well. I was stunned when both of them we hadn't done before. He's One I could believe. I'm so like, have good. we really not done either of these? He's retired now, isn't he? He's retired now, yeah. yeah. Tour de Force. Oh, I love Gene Hackman because he's a character actor. He's he's that guy in everything. He was the original Lex Luthor in Superman. He was. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, French Connection, where he played, um, oh, I want to say Doyle. I'll take your word for it. Um, Enemy of the State, opposite Will Smith. Great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a movie that's a bit of a guilty pleasure, one of mine. I, maybe one day we'll find an excuse to do it. I'm not sure. The Quick and the Dead. Oh, <laughs> Love The Quick man. and the Dead. Leo DiCaprio. Leo. Oh. Sharon Stone. Sharon, yeah. A, a very young Russell Crowe. Yeah, he's brilliant. That. that was like one of his first roles, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh. Leo stole that. I think so. I do. Tell you who's not that good. Sharon Stone. No, <laughs> no she's not. But, um, but he works well off Gene Hackman anyway. They, they, yeah, they're very good. That's very good. Uh, Gene Hackman, um, rumor not the first choice. Rumors that Al Pacino and Tommy Lee Jones turned it down. Al Pacino was the rumored actor with Brad Pitt. Oh, so okay. if he'd only come on, he could have said, 
It's got a great cast. (laughs) It's a big ass boat. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine Al Pacino overacting some of these scenes? Like it would have been like you would need no like he just chew the scenery off everything, and anybody whatever end of the sub you were would have heard everything. Oh, it would have been oh. Can you imagine Denzel trying to play this as straight as he does, face to face, and he's opposite, just like. You know, Pacino going tens everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, he was one of the two actors you couldn't distinguish in Heat. Hopefully you could have told the difference between him and Denzel. Yeah. yeah. But my problem with Al Pacino is that he reminds me of... He reminds you of... Oh, I forgot his name. It was in my brain. The little guy. Um, Joe who, Pesci? No, no, no. Who shouts a lot. I think that. Yeah. Um, Joe Pesci. Joe not Pesci. Joe Pesci. It's the, it's the other one. Oh. What's he been in? I don't know. All right. Is the, the, the same ilk of a character actor? Yeah, and I, but I just... Danny DeVito. I, just, <laughs> I, just, I wouldn't put Danny DeVito with him. But, I'm yeah. just just see Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's a comedic actor. That's what I mean. That's why it's so funny. Danny DeVito is great. Can you imagine Danny DeVito as like sent of a woman? hoo <laughs> Danny DeVito. I'm in the dark here. <laughs> Looking up. Yeah, doing that like monologue against Denzel. No, when he's no, no. <laughs> Um, He's actually in a film called Renaissance Man, which is quite good. Uh, there's another rumor that Warren Beatty wanted the part. Oh, I love Warren. I don't Beatty. think he'd have been right for this. Oh, he's a bit too. He's a bit you, too you, smir- you, you, could, you couldn't have played it this way. He's too smirky, isn't he? He's not. He's not got the authority of nor the like, the curmudgeonly old man, like the yeah. tantrumy side of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. Yeah, I don't think he could have. No, but I do like Warren. I do like Warren Beatty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael Schiffer apparently wrote the part with Gene Hackman in mind, though. Um, wow. so apparently, uh, his character in this, uh, movie wears a pink cap, similar to Tony Scott's trademark hat of choice. Uh, it's not actually fully pink. It's, right. uh, un- USMC United States. I'm going to guess military Corps. Um, right. someone tell me if I'm incorrect out there, Julene and Hermes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on you on this one. Didn't it say Alabama on it? It's the name of the boat. That's the name of the boat. So yeah, if you're, you serve, you usually get caps with like the, you see a lot of veterans wearing hats like this where, where, where oh, they serve and stuff on of whatever they yeah. served I assumed on. it was red because, you know, crimson, but. Well, USMC Scarlet, oh, okay. uh, worn by Marine Corps personnel upon US Navy ships. Gene K- Hackman's character, Captain Ramsey, would have worn a blue ball cap, not scarlet. This may have been intentional to this to avoid possible prosecution for the federal crime of impersonating an officer, as the scarlet cap would naturally be out of uniform for a Navy man. I'm going. No, he's not actually did. trying to pass himself. No. He's not walking into the coffee shop going, I'd like my veteran's discount, please. Here's <laughs> no, my hat. Exactly. He's an actor. It's a movie. Like people in who pretend to be police officers aren't prosecuted in movies no. because they're pretending to be that stupid. But also, if they're close... Uh- if, if that was the case, the colour of the hat is not going to be the thing that makes the difference here. No. Scarlet, it's not blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I know I walked in, identified myself as a policeman to everybody in the bank, but you see my, my star had six points, not, not seven. <laughs> yeah. Not the same. <laughs> Stupid. Um, <laughs> as Ramsey reviews Hunter's service record, we find out his birth date is November 11th, 1959. This November 11th has a lot of importance in U.S. history, the birth of General Patton, the dedication of a tomb of the unknown soldier, the beginning of the construction of a naval base at Pearl Harbor. But most importantly, I think, which the article I read totally buries, what's November Remembrance 11th about? Sunday. Remembrance Day. Remembrance, yeah. Yeah, the idea about not war. going to war. Yeah. Laying your arms down. Do they not celebrate that over there? Then they have they have Veterans Day, November eleventh. I believe it's November eleventh. Oh, okay. yeah, I think so. Memorial Day's the May long weekend. Yeah. I believe Veterans Day is the November one. 
Okay. I think so. Yeah, it's Veterans Day. It's Remembrance Day uh, in Canada. It's Remembrance Day or Armistice Day, depending on how old you are over here uh, yeah. as well. Children of the Commonwealth, we all celebrate Remembrance Day. Um, I think Remembrance is about sort of I think there's slight tweaks in it. Uh, it I think in wars, Canada, it's it? a Canada and the UK. It's about remembering all people who served in all wars. Yeah, and yeah. It's very much a lest we forget the sacrifice. Big up the white poppies. <laughs> oh, these brought to you. Those are by Georgia and do not necessarily represent those of the Hang podcast on. overall. Have you got some against the crimson ones? No, they represent <laughs> peace and not forgetting, rather than. I'm messing with you. Over honoring. We're talking about yeah, but you, know, you and I are going to disagree on this one as well. So. Yeah, we are. Not that I'm, I'm totally about that, but it's the idea about... The so. whole idea of the poppy was the fact that poppies grow anywhere, and, you know, during after the war had finished and battlefields have done, poppies grew. Yeah, not just red ones. In Flanders fields, the poppies yeah. glow between the crosses row on row that mark our place. Yeah. And in the sky of a lark still bravely singing, flies get heard beneath the guns below. We are the dead short days ago. We live, felt dawn, saw sunset glow. Loved them, were loved, and now we lie in Flanders fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe to you from falling hands. Failing hands? Falling hands. One of them. Falling, we, falling hands? We, we throw a torch. Be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with we who die, we shall not sleep. Though poppies grow... In Flanders Fields. Take that. That's, that's, Put that in your pipe and smoke it. There we go. Well done, you. It's, it's, a, it's a Canadian institution. Because um, the guy who wrote it was, was, was a Canadian, uh, yeah. John McRae. Uh, oh. And I've been to, on the, I went to a battlefield strip and went to the little, I say hospital, I mean, geez, it's like it's like a, a small man-made cave. Really? That was the hospital yeah. in World War One. And just like, like doing 20 hours patching people up and then... You know, he scribbled it like on like yeah, between. Yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine. And he doesn't survive the war. Oh, really? So when he says like, you know, we are the dead, he, he means it and yeah. speaks on behalf of all dead soldiers. So wow. you know, um, most Canadians. I'm a big, big, big fan. Sounds the wrong word, but I believe in the importance of Remembrance Day. Yeah, me too. Um, we shouldn't forget. We shouldn't forget. Ergo, lest we forget. There we go. And let's move on. Yeah. So before um, we forget this film. <laughs> Yeah. So the rank and file. And so this is where we get, not rank and file necessarily, but the next group down, the group of senior officers are briefed on what's going on, which again, is another great way to give us information. Yep. I'm okay with. Yeah. No, because it feels organic. You would have this meeting. You would. So they're watching, uh, before they come, uh, the uh, captain of the XO come in, uh, the the men are watching more news reports of this kind of whack-a-mole who's uh, leading the, the Russian rebels. And uh, Captain Ramsey says, I hope you enjoyed the piece because right now we're back in business. And this speaks, I think, to his identity. Yeah. He's a man of war. Yeah. This is who he is. He's probably what? Late 50s? I'd say that. Because at home, he'd be nobody, wouldn't I'm he? just realizing, has anybody done, done an age game yet? No. No, you want me to do it now? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> just, just, just a few. Just, just have it, having yeah. them ready. Um, but uh, late 50s, probably. And so this is how they want to present him, I think. And so he's a man who would have lived through his 95. So take him back to when he was 25, 30, 20, 30 years, 1965, 1960. So he's lived kind of with the threat. Vietnam, of, of Of the, the Cuban Missile Crisis yeah. into Vietnam, yeah. into the, the Gulf War, Gulf, yeah. into now, right? And so he's been a man of war, military action. Mm-hmm. And then we now have peace. And what does that mean? And he refers to us back in business because it's always known. Yeah. Is be ready. And if you're called upon, you do your duty. 
And then, of course, the, the difference ideologically between him and the ironically named Hunter. <laughs> he um, hunts him down. He says, in the Cold War, the Russians would act in their own best interests, but it's different now. And we find that a quarter of the Russian army seems to have turned. They have attack subs and some nuclear weapons. And our commander-in-chief has put us on DEFCON 4. Now, DEFCON, the lower of a number is... The higher the threat. The higher of a threat. Yeah. Which feels backwards. It does. Because you want to go DEFCON 5. Oh, DEFCON 5. (laughs) (laughs) No one's going, oh, it's only DEFCON 4. Like, it's still bad to be on DEFCON. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, as it goes down, it gets more intense. You know how I know that? Because they use it in the Santa Claus movie. But it's ElfCon. Cool story. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Denzel meets everyone, and therefore we meet everyone, which is great. And this is where we get a couple of side shots here. We've got uh, James Gandolfini as Lieutenant Bobby Doherty. It was cool to see him here. It was. Presence, even in the supporting role. Yeah, definitely. Has chops. Yeah, he he, threw, he throws it down, doesn't he? He does. Um, and then they're talking about... Well, and you sort of get to know this guy, because they, kind of, they really kind of zoom in on him for about... Two minutes, because you get him, and then we do the scene with them on the bus, getting ready to go up to the to, to the boat itself. Yeah, and he gives this kid a hard, like the one regular guy in a bus full of officers. <laughs> yeah, and he like just and no one says anything. Dresses him down. You feel, I'm feeling okay. You will call me sir, <laughs> and kind of. I think hazing might be too strong a word, but he's having some fun with him. Yeah, because at the end of the day, if you don't know, you don't know. Do you? I think it shows off. He's funny, but he's a bit of a jerk. Yeah. That's um, the way he comes across. And this is important. None of these people are evil. Nope. None of these people are evil. No, 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 no. It's just ideologically where do you sit? Yeah. And then how does and that how cause do your you actions s- to go forward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they ask, who played the German sub-commander in some movie or other, right? And Weps and Lieutenant Doherty are discussing the movies and argue about who played the, the German sub-commander in The Enemy Below. Harry Kruger, Kurt Jurgens. It was, for the record, Kurt Jurgens, But this was an addition by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, uh, that's cool. <laughs> It humanizes him a bit, doesn't yeah, it? Was the Star Trek thing stuff him as well? Because that felt on the same kind of vein as that. I, I, I might have a point on Star Trek later. Uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> There's a speech in the rain. And I love this scene with the speech Very in the rain. Speech, yeah. uh, Denzel says goodbye to his wife and child. I'll tell you what, roll of women ain't going to be much of this film. No. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, he says to them, I'll see you in my dreams. That sounded like I'm going away and I'm never coming back. Well, he says to the, he says to the, he's worried about the dog to the little boy because he's worried that the dog doesn't understand that he's not going away forever. So he asks the little boy to look after the dog, but actually he's talking to the he's, boy. He's being really clever here. Oh, yeah. that's and can how, you, that's basically, you can you be him. brave for me and can you take care of a dog? Because they need so. And by him telling the dog, dad's coming home, the kid's telling himself, dad's coming yeah. home. And I don't know if this is supposed to be like, now you see what he's fighting for. What? Because if he didn't have a family, I'd be like, well, let America die then. No, but they do this. On, I got no stakes. They're doing this on purpose, aren't they? Do they want you to sit with him? in this debate because a different movie would have decided to have done cutaways to his family yeah looking at the news it doesn't need it though no it's better it's better to keep us in the sub with them because we need to be unsure as well because we don't know they're as trapped as they are yeah it was a good choice that sort of narrative sort of structuring um ramsey is in the rain with bear the dog (laughs) love that dog says there's trouble in russia so they called us we're going over there and bringing the most lethal killing machine ever devised. And he lets us men know we have the ability to bring the worst attack in the history of the world. Now he's telling his men. He's really telling us. Yeah. yeah. He's going, Hiroshima, child's play. Yeah. Um, he says, we are the first line and the last line of defense. That's important, too. Because he believes if it's not us, 
We can't trust anybody. See, again, they're trying to put you off him already when he says about Hiroshima being child's Well, well we're not there yet. He didn't say that in this part of it. Oh, he does okay. say it's the, it's the most deadly lethal thing. Okay. Um, and so he says, I demand your very best. If you expected anything less, you should have joined the Air Force. <laughs> and <laughs> everybody I'm, laughs. Which I'm sure they would say that in the Air Force. Oh, sure they do, yeah. But, you know, you All this tribalism. The, you chose the yeah, right yeah. branch. Exactly. No one's going to go and go, hey, guys, if you're really good, you should have joined the Air Force. <laughs> no. And then no. he says, if you... Uh, it's, it's the same here with our military as well. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's like, if you step out of line, that feeling, that warm sensation, that's my boot up your ass. And they all laugh. And this is important because I think you need to see that Captain Ramsey had the support of his men. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is not a bad man. Nope. And there's a reason why he would have the loyalty of so many of his men. And because he's done it for so long. Yeah. Um, and so he says, I love this bit where he goes, Mr. Cobb, you're aware of the name of the ship, do you not? He goes, I am aware. And it's got a great name, a very great name. <laughs> and so we find that eventually it's, what's the name of it? Alabama, sir. And uh, he says, roll Bama. And the men go, roll tide. Which is the University of Alabama's sort of catch yeah, yeah. fight song thing? No, 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 no. Roll Tide is is the big thing. Yeah, not not in the cowboy way you're doing it. Oh. <laughs> that's like that's the song in Blues Brothers. That's Rawhide. Oh, rolling, rolling, rolling. That's what I'm doggies rolling. That's roll Tide. We're <laughs> <laughs> wind and weather. <laughs> the sub used in the background during this speech is a former submarine called the USS Barbell. Sorry, barbell, uh, a Cold War era diesel electric attack sub. This was filmed in the scrapyard. Wow. Because you can't move it. No. So we just make everything around it look like it's legit. <laughs> and so they did a mock up of a plywood uh, tower and other set dressings to make the barbell resemble an Ohio class submarine. That's cool. That's cool. That's called making the best of a situation, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. We can't get one. Oh, this is a decommissioned one. Great. We'll use right. that. Fill up a wall. And the next shot, we're, we're on some sort of a set. They'll just assume it's the same boat. Yeah. All I did. I love this stuff. Mm. Uh, Hunter and Ramsey share cigars. Uh, Ramsey has my favorite part, and he, uh, he applauds uh, Hunter for not talking through the view, and this is where he gives his uh, advice. He says, look, I don't want save asses, and I don't want kiss asses on my crew. Um, I got good news for you, buddy. You get neither of those with this nope. guy. Nope. <laughs> he goes, how do you like the cigar? And Denzel's struggling with it. Yeah. And he goes, well, they're more expensive than drugs. And that's because these are the uh, Monte Cristo brand cigars, which are rolled in either the Dominican Republic or in Cuba. They look like Cuban ones. I'll let you guess which one's going to be more expensive. Uh, I've heard of Cuban cigars being expensive. Now, there's a reason for that. Yeah. Because there's a trade embargo in the United States. Right. As part of the Cold War issue, because they were communist, right? Yeah. They thought, what we can do, because they're so close and they're so dependent on the American economy, we will do a trade embargo so they cannot have our products, we will not buy their products. So they'll have to import everything from somewhere else. Oh. So as a result, you can't get Cuban. You're not supposed to. They're legal to have Cuban cigars in the United States. Oh, okay. Which means if you've got to smuggle them in, what do you think it does for, for the price point? Oh, yeah. yeah it's it yeah, yeah. way, way up. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know who like, Cuba's number one trading partner is? Uh, Dominican Republic? Nope. Mexico? I believe it's still Canada. Canada? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we can go to the state. We can go to Cuba. Oh, I, I honeymooned in Cuba. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that's the weird thing is that we can go, but like, you know, like 90 miles off the coast of Florida and they can't yeah, yeah. go because of the, the, yeah, these, yeah. these tensions that still exist to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yet, you know, you can't. So that's why Cuban cigars have that legacy of being so 
It's that, bloody, it's that bloody expensive, though. He throws it into the ocean. Oh, he sort of finished with it and goes, hey, I'm done. You with, have two tokes on it. With an accent similar to a to an American accent, when you visited Cuba, did you get any like backlash even then? No, because they know if you're if you sound like me, they know we're Canadian. Ah, okay, there wasn't like oh, they're no, they're, they're like tourism thing is like is like heavily dependent on Canadians. Ah, okay, cool. Oh yeah, yeah. What are you talking want, about? <laughs> I just wondered, obviously, because the accents are quite similar. Yeah, and although you wouldn't have been over here for a while yet, would you? So it wouldn't have been as no, subject. no. But 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 the assumption would be that we were the assumption would be can would be yeah. I think Canadians are by far our number one tourist visitors. Yeah. Ah, okay, cool. Just interested. I'll tell you what, when I, when I went there, I mean, I sat there and we got the, we got the, we got the tickets for like nothing. It costs so little. Wow. So like, this is like an all-inclusive, like all you can eat, all you can drink, and our flights. That sounds like a pretty good holiday. And it so does. I'm sitting there going, and I'm, as we drive through, like there is poverty. Like poverty. Don't they drive around in old 50s cars? Yeah, because it's that, that, was, that was the embargo, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And so, but as a result, I remember seeing this cow, and this cow didn't look like any cow I'd ever seen before in my life, because the cows I'm used to seeing are big, fat cows. Yeah, it's And these cows were like, yeah, just, just like emaciated. Yeah. Right? And, and just skin and bones. And I was like, oh, my word. And I remember looking at my ex. Now, not that. <laughs> that would be a weird holiday. <laughs> like, I've seen a cow. You're my ex now. <laughs> and just going, I want us, I kind of always thought our, our like money would be helping I'm not sure it is because of like the amount of just like decadence we were not that yeah. it wasn't like a like a five star like gourmet stuff but like so many resources went to us so yeah. a lot of the money you'd put in was just going straight back to you rather than it was going somewhere and it wasn't making it way to the people yeah. that's for sure uh, and okay. I was sitting there going oh geez do you think I still the same now I don't think I've changed in 12 years no probably not 12 13 probably years not, no. 15 years geez wow time to fly um and so um the cigars they were smoking were Monte Cristo number twos and the same kind that Tony Scott smoked daily on set. The special effects crew had to pull a permit from the Culver City Fire Department of a fire extinguisher always standing by to allow Tony Scott to smoke his cigars on set during the movie. Could you imagine if I got a hand and someone hosed him down with a fire extinguisher? <laughs> <laughs> And then the sub does its own deep dive, and there's this great choral hymn. Uh, because of a Navy's refusal to cooperate with the filming, the production company was un- unable to secure footage of a submarine submerging. After checking to make sure there was no law against filming naval vessels, they simply just waited the the submarine base at Pearl Harbor until a submarine went out. <laughs> That's ro- clever. Would you believe, coincidentally, it was the USS Alabama? That's, That's weird. That's uh, great, they pursued it in a boat and a helicopter and filmed it as it went. And they did so until it submerged, giving them the footage they needed. There's a rumor that a paid civilian informant tipped them off of a day and time that it would leave port. That would be a violation. Uh, but I think that would be a violation of the person who tipped them off. Yeah. Um, so they went out there. The Alabama's captain requested assistance to remove the film crew and then simply decided to submerge the sub prematurely. Giving Scott exactly what he wanted. That's brilliant. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, he just wanted footage of an Ohio class sub in motion, and the fact that it was the actual Alabama was just uh, icing on the cake. It was meant who to would be. know? Yeah, I exactly. wouldn't know. I wouldn't. Hmm, that doesn't look like the Alabama. I'm going to know what the Alabama no. looks like. Do they not all look the same, just with different names on? They should have like 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 painted Spray them painted in like it. the colors that you. I do you not have an encyclopedia <laughs> of submarines. I don't subscribe to Naval Sub Monthly. No, no, me no. no, I'm too busy with the missile launch monthly. <laughs> As it went down, though, um, we, we heard in the score, there was that hymn 
yeah. Eternal Father Strong to Save. It's commonly known amongst naval personnel as the Navy Hymn and can be heard in many movies such as The Right Stuff, Titanic, yes. and The Perfect Storm. Oh, okay. Have you seen Perfect Storm? I have. It's Mark Wahlberg? Okay. And George Clooney? George Clooney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like it, the idea about, okay, if you know you're probably going to die, how do you handle that challenge? Based on true stories, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's as much as there was a boat that came out and never came back. That's yeah. about all we know. I mean, yeah, yeah, they, they yeah. do a lot of bells and whistles on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 of course. Uh, below deck, the uh, the Alabama's bridge set was built on a huge hydraulic gimbal, which allowed it to sort of back it left and right. Moving. So it's not the cameras. I mean, at times it would be, but for the most part, it really was the set moving because you walk differently you when it's actually tilted than just the camera would be tilted to try and act like, yeah, no, yeah. this is going to move the whole set. Fun fact, you know the train fight sequence in Shang-Chi? Yes. That was all on a six-point gimbal. That entire train that oh, they yeah. built was all on a six-point gimbal. And Simu Liu, who actually did it, he did all of the stunts doing around, like... That's Canada's own Simu Liu. Yep. Yeah, who was, like, ten foot up in the air doing yeah. these stunts without wires, because he was like, I'm doing the stunts on Excellent. this massive gimbal. It's really cool. Just out there, if you want to hear our thoughts on uh, Shang-Chi, we did a whole theater skip it. Go check that out. We didn't yeah, and the assembled... Um, hour-long thing that Marvel do for like make the making of is on Disney Plus. It's very good. Excellent. Uh, the set used for the bridge of USS Alabama was also used as the USS George's Bridge in Independence Day. Uh, that's I cool. don't remember this, but sure. They like to reuse sets, though, don't they? Yeah. If it's there. If it's it. there, just especially if it's your own well, studio. In, inside yeah. of a submarine is going to look like the inside of a submarine, isn't it? Like, if it's well, it's made like when the they did time. like uh, the, the American president, they used that set for like a bunch of other movies oh, and yeah, TV course, shows. Oh, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? So day one, the Pacific Ocean, and there's an officer's coffee break, and Vigo wants to know, if the nukes make you a tyrant, what does that make the U.S.? And that's where we see him. He's a little bit... He's on the edge. He's a bit nuanced. Yeah. He's up for he's up for grabs. Yep. And Gandolfini just disagrees and calls him a communist. Completely. Yeah. But you can see where they're dividing then, can't you? You can see where the characters are going. Which is good. It gives us a hint of where the battle lines will go. Yeah. Uh, Ramsey asks Hunter... If they thought they were correct to bomb Hiroshima, Hunter says, I wouldn't be here if I didn't. And Hackman calls him out for that and says it's a very clever answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not his answer. straight answer, is it? But he says, my answer would be yes, yes, we should do it twice. Because I was told to do it, and that's what you do in the military. So you, your officer gives you an order, and what you do is you follow what you're told. Yep. Which is ironic for what he does later. I. In the, like. Well, we'll talk. Let's, yeah. let's talk about that prematurely. Because I'm, I'm going to agree and disagree with you simultaneously. Yeah, same. Um, and so we've got that side of it. Um, and there's a discussion about, you know, do, do you just push the button or do you ask why? And there's a bit of a bit where he, Hackman's acting like, you know, the world's changed without him and he's screaming at the past in a time a little bit. Mm. Old man yells at Cloud because he goes, that's what they, they want you all now to do. They want you all to say why. When back in the day, they just wanted you to push the button. He's very on the eve of destruction. Get off my lawn, isn't he? Like, but the lawn is his. The lawn is his boat. His boat, yeah. But the dog pisses on it, so it could be his lawn. It could be. <laughs> Get off my grass. <laughs> um, and so, as we find out their different opinions as well, the the shots which start off kind of wider on them, yeah, they get tighter and tighter and tighter, and so we're getting like really close ups by the time get more to attention. show kind of attention and the emotion and Hackman's. Hackman's dressing him down a bit. Hackman's making fun of him a bit. Oh, yeah, he's doing that. Hackman's right. taking advantage in a playful way, but a way that knows you're being, you you're being called where, on. Yeah. Know and your place. It's Denzel's like where you stand, yeah. not yielding. 
No. But he's not he's not he's not responding emotionally. Yeah. Um and he goes, Well do you know he even I think he even calls he makes fun of him and says, You are this thinker that they were debating about. There's this this great war philosopher. Yeah. And he goes, What would you think? In a nuclear because Denzel says in the nuclear world, the true enemy can't be destroyed. In a nuclear war, the true enemy is war itself. Now, this scene was a rewrite. Um they wanted the uh, Robert Town, uh, which is one of the screenwriters, to rewrite the discussion on the nature of war between these characters, setting up a more plausible potential for conflict for the remainder of the film. It was so urgent that they needed this, like, now, 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 now. Town had to dictate the rewrite over the phone to Simpson and Brockheimer, who wrote it down. <laughs> wow. It's a pretty good scene, actually, for just sort of pulling it out. Yeah, yeah left pull, field. pulling it out. Your ass, yeah. Yeah. Uh, day three. We get, uh, they're just getting used to being uh, on, on the sea or under the sea. Under, under the, the sea. sea. <laughs> under the sea. Uh, and we're like, nowhere to run to, baby. Nowhere to hide. And then we get a shot of a guy who's looking at fish. And, he's yes. and I said, you see that guy? Yeah, you did. This is the feature film debut of Ryan Felipe. No. Yep. He'd done some soap operas, but this was his first movie. I didn't even see that was him. I yep. like him. I yeah. don't even know who that is. He was just sort of in the peripheries. Uh, if you've seen Cruel Intentions, that's yeah. probably the thing he's probably yeah, okay. most well known for from our generation, for sure. You just say Felipe. Felipe guy. I always know him as Ryan Felipe. Yeah. Sure, you're probably, probably right. Probably is Felipe. Oh, okay. Felipe sounds like it's F E L I P, but you don't know until you hear it, you do don't you? Know. you don't. I think I've always read that. Yeah. Maybe it's like Felipe. <laughs> Felipe. <laughs> sounds like a dessert. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's a fire in the galley. <laughs> <laughs> With Ryan Philippe. 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 <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Hunter sees the fire swirling around and goes in and he hits the kill switch. It. And I, I kind of skipped over a whole bunch, but everyone's getting out of this. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. getting out when he and he goes in. And everyone's saying that's so hot in there. And yet he just walks in like a... Uh, no, the heat's too much. It's like, well, well, it's one of those things you look around and go, well, what else are you going to do? Yeah, you've you got to turn go it off. In. You've got to turn it off. So he goes in there and jumps and does it. And then as soon as he hits the kill switch and the fire's out, Ramsey's on the other end of the, of the ship on the bridge goes, let's do, let's do a drill. <laughs> and right now, I think when there's a fire going on, he pulls a drill. And you're like, what are you doing? And this could make him come off like, like an ass. Yeah, but. I said, Mike, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give, give it some nuance here. Yeah, yeah. The movie would have us, because the movie positions they want, us. They do, they do. The movie do. positions us to see Denzel as the winner. Yeah, we see him through his can, eyes more. Can we Can we, Can we? we agree on that one? Yes, we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't have an issue at all with this drill happening here, because he's absolutely right. Right. I'm not talking about that, though. Can we agree with the movie's telling us that Denzel's perspective is the right perspective for the film? They want you to have, yeah. I think it wants you to be have a nuanced perspective, but it leans towards him more, yeah. Yeah, because he's the winner. Let me try some more time. Denzel is the hero of this film. Yes. The film tells us Denzel is the hero of this film. They want us to believe that, yeah. He's the guy, because he's the guy we follow. He's the guy. We were with him at his child's birthday. Yeah. We weren't hanging out with Captain Ramsey and his dog. No. You know what I mean? (laughs) So the film clearly tells us you're on Team Denzel. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying there's not nuance. There's a whole load of nuance in this. Um, And so uh, Hunter's got to haul ass back to the bridge. And this is good, this scene, because it shows us the process as it's supposed to go. They go into the safe. They get the authenticator. Yeah. This time out of the drill side of it. They run through it as they go through the drill. They're, they're running through. They have to wait a moment for Hunter to get there. Um, Hunter tries to warn Ramsey the fire might not be out, and he kind of just goes, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. 
and they keep doing the drill. This paints Ramsey as a bit obsessive, but it's subtle. Like it's not like yeah, yeah. It's not like he's like I don't care about the fire or the men. It's not that. No. It's just no, no. We're gonna keep going. Yeah, it's and a drill. That's what it's, it is. It's a, it's a drill. This is what we're doing, and he's he's unemotive yeah. about it. Um, and so then, uh, as part of the process in this, we see Steve Zahn from that thing you do. Yeah, Seaman William Barnes. And then we find out the chief petty officer uh, is in cardiac arrest. And as soon as he finds out that the guy's in, in cardiac arrest, instantly, he could, Ramsey calls the drill off. Calls off. There's a medical issue. We're canceling the drill. Yeah. And he goes to the um, to the actual lo- lo- location where the, where the me- medical incident is occurring. And you can see that affects him. Yeah, it's made down on his watch. And then, ha- and then you have to ask the questions, which uh, get asked throughout. Yeah. Which is, do I have any agency in this event? Yeah. And he also says He's to He's an arsehole very quickly about that man after the incident, though. Okay. Wasn't he, he? He says the fire didn't kill him. Well, hang on. We'll get with her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he says to the guy who tried to save him, he says, you know, he, he sort of gives him, so, you know, it's not... It's not your fault. Not and, your then, fault. And, and then keep on, and keep going, because the job doesn't, didn't stop. No, exactly. Yeah. If anything, next man up. Yeah. Because that guy had a job to do, so who's doing that job now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so after the drill, they go back to the captain's quarters... First time we get to see his quarters, which is which is something as well. Ramsey wants to know if Hunter blames him for the man's death. And he goes, no, I don't. No, I don't. I think they're two totally different things. And that's important because we need yeah. to go. Denzel's, he's a clear thinker. But also, so the audience knows he's a very we're nervous. not supposed to blame him for the death either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he goes, no, but I disagree it was correct to run the drill. And he goes, do you think I'm some crazy old coot going, yeehaw? <laughs> Which kind of turns into a little bit later in the movie. Yeah, you can imagine um, Pacino doing that. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> this scene with Pacino? Yeah. <laughs> this scene with Danny DeVito. Pacino on. and Brad Pitt. Much different, oh, much different scene. I don't want to see that. Uh, but, but, you know, Hunter stands firm and goes, no, I don't think you're that, but I do think you were wrong to run the drill. And Hackman's going, well, no, but the important thing is, War doesn't happen when everything's going good. Hunky dory, yeah. What happens if there's a fire and then the Russians do show up? Yeah. What happens if there's a fire and then we get the nuclear codes? This is what I want to do. Now, neither side's wrong again. No. It's just an ideological difference of, 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 opinion. of, of opinion. Yeah. And you go, whose boat is it? Exactly. Now, as far as running a drill, don't get too carried away because I'm going to stomp down on the other side of it shortly as well. Well, no, I, I agree. Okay. But I'm just saying, you know... They're making out him to be a certain I've got, person. I've got when, no issue with, I think George as well. I got no issue with them running the drill. Oh, no, no, no. I got no. none. No, no, no. If you're Denzel, you might go, come on, dude, I'm all the way in the other side of the boat. That's the only issue I have is him going, I'm all the way in the other side of the boat. <laughs> yeah. Give me a break. I just saved the day. Let me catch my breath. And say, so don't give me a snark comment as I come back up the stairs. Yeah, don't give me a hard time because I'm late from saving the ship. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was Superman and went in and did the fire that no one else would but do. He's Lex Luthor. He's actually the <laughs> and he's also trying to get him to fall in line. He's testing him. He is. He he's is. testing him. He is. He's I got no him issue in. with that. He's no issue with it. As far as he can push him in. Um, and so he goes, I, if we have any disagreements, I want them to be done in private. Now, I didn't really catch, unless it was just him going, should we maybe stop? The fire, the men might still be rattled. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Yeah, I think he is. Um, the men have to believe in the undisputed chain of command. Your voice and then, sorry, my, my voice and then your voice without hesitation. And he goes, I agree with that, sir. As he leaves, he goes, by the way, it wasn't the fire. It was Marichek's 300 pounds that killed him. Dismissed. Now, this makes him seem cold. Now, this is important yeah. because we need to stay on Team Denzel. Yeah. yeah. 
And this makes us go, well, I don't like him. No. Whether you like him or not, it's irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. But they're making you want He's to He's also him. got to make decisions, as yeah. we find out in this film. Sometimes you got to treat the... You can't be these guys' best friend, necessarily. Nope. And so there's all, bits where you have to make decisions, feel confident in that decision, and it's lonely at the top. Yeah. One of the first times I got promoted, I remember my, my head teacher said to me, he was, you're about to find out that you're about to lose some friends. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was like, it's, it's, it's not, very, not very popular where you're going. And I'm like, dude, I'm the head of a media department of like two people. Like, no, like there's very little that's going to happen here. <laughs> two people who don't talk to you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Such as. We're not talking to each other either. So that's okay. <laughs> nah, far from. Um, so then we go to a uh, boxing scene where uh, it just turns out that Denzel had been doing some boxing on his own and said, what if we put a boxing scene in here? I suppose they would have to have a workout at some point. Yeah. Because you you need to exercise. Need to exercise. You, you know, you're not going to be doing that job 24-7. No, far from it. You know, you'd have shifts, wouldn't you? Yeah, and something that we didn't talk about, and because the movie kind of makes you believe that as long as the USS Alabama is out there, yeah, that Gene Hackman's running it. Exactly, yeah. Now, in truth, there'd be two crews. It would. And they go two months on, two months off, as far as my research showed. Oh, okay. So it wouldn't be only his boat, and it might not even be only his, but there'd be two completely different crews, I believe. Yeah, so yeah. there's something in there. And you'd need that person to step into command when he's asleep, doing his sure know, resting time yeah so when when he's you know sleeping yeah if something happens someone's got to have the con yeah in, in in that short term yeah probably it would be the xo yeah and then probably beyond that it would be uh mr cobb who we don't cobb. really see yeah till Commander half of the, the film yeah Commander boat. yeah um and so i like the the boxing metaphor because it's like a one-on-one fight yeah and it's like prepping him that he's gonna go one-on-one who's he gonna be fighting he's training who's he training for a fight with the captain yeah, but this point, I mean, we Georgia. Knew. At what point did we you realize? That. Oh, this is gonna it's gonna come down to these two guys. Oh, well, when he hired him. Oh, okay. <laughs> pretty early on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but even the movie poster, it's just the two faces opposite each other, isn't it? On yeah, opposite yeah. sides of the boat. Yep. You can pretty much read what's about to happen here. Absolutely. An old man, a young man. I'm pretty yeah. sure the tagline is something. It like says what happens when they disagree over an unconfirmed. Missile launch. I thought like the worst tagline ever. What happens when these two guys can't get along? Yeah, it's basically <laughs> what it said. I can't remember oh. the exact wording, but I knew going into it that these two were going to fight. You see, in Britain, the tagline was, you mad, bruv? <laughs> <laughs> you got beef, hun. <laughs> um... And so we go to ironing then, and this is with Kreps or whatever his name is. And in the background, you hear "Sweet Home oh, Alabama." I went, "Nice touch." It is. Um, and this is where v- Viggo Mortensen's trying to be the middleman. He's trying to smarten up Denzel and go. And this is important because I think we need to see again. It's not just Denzel's always right. It's not that Gene's always wrong. No, but he's worked with Gene more times than not. He's worked he? with both of them. You get the idea, and it's the idea. Yeah. Look, you are the hot shot, whatever. But there's a reason why these guys. There's a reason why his men, you know, are, are so loyal to him yeah, and, him, yeah. and you need to realize that you're doing this but you fit underneath his his role so that's that's what your job is yeah and gives him a little advice which i didn't mind no i was no. totally on board with that uh we get day six and there is now a message the russian nuclear codes have been compromised set to defcon three DEFCON lower number three. bigger problem yeah yeah uh hunter briefs the men this is the biggest incident since the cuban missile crisis basically is what he says yep and then Ramsey says the USS Alabama is being set up as the agents of a potential preemptive strike. 
Mm-hmm. Tony Man dismissed. Day 11, 1800 Zulu time. What's Zulu time? Glad GMT. you asked that. Huh? It's GMT. It is GMT. Because it said it on the first time it put Zulu, to- Zulu time in brackets. Did it really? It said whatever the time was, GMT, brackets, Zulu time. Seriously? And then the next one was Zulu. Yeah. Technically, we are recording at, I don't know what time it is now, probably about 7.30 uh, Zulu time. 20 hundred hours and seven minutes Zulu oh, okay. time. There we go. 2007 Zulu time. Zulu time. Why Zulu? Because Z yeah. is the last letter phonetically in the yeah. army vernacular. In the military vernacular, I should say. Oh, okay. And that refers to the prime meridian, apparently. Makes sense. Z- zero degrees. Yeah. Zero, zero. Longitude. Longitude, yeah. Oh. Latitude is like a ladder. That's how I always remember yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a fight in the mess hall. And this is where we meet. I kept calling him Fabrizio. I don't know what he was called in this. No, it's, I don't It's know. Danny Nucci from Titanic. Yeah, yeah. Do you recognize this guy? I don't know which guy we're on about. It's guy at the beginning. The guy who gets in the fight about comic books. No. He's like, I, I wouldn't want to guess, his name's Danny Nucci. I would guess he's Italian. Yeah, yeah I'd say. Um, he's not the guy that has to fix the radio, is he? No, he's the guy who breaks him out later. Yeah. He's the guy who he gives the keys yeah, to. Yeah, they're not the same person. Yep. Yeah, 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 I'm there. So he was, he was uh, Fabrizio. He was uh, Leo's best friend in Titanic. Yeah, yeah. They, he looks very similar and to the, the radio guy. And the smokestack falls on him. Oh, oh. Heartbreaking. Reshoot. Um, <laughs> we demand it. No, it really was. Actually, Titanic should have got some votes for me for worse special effects because there's some great special effects. There's also some really pants special effects in Titanic. <laughs> there is, right. Um, and so they have a, apparently this fight he was in. It was about the Silver Surfer. Uh, this guy was also in The Rock. So if you you know listen to our BFE episode on The Rock, you see it it's in a there. Fun episode. It is a fun episode. Boys night. Boys night. Uh, Kirby Silver Surfer is the only Silver Surfer. Where if we find out, that was another Quentin Tarantino addition to the script. I always thought there was more to it than just that. No, we're just fighting because I think it shows the men are on edge because you wouldn't get in a fight about this. Yeah. That's so it shows thinking. Denzel's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fight itself is really because I think when you get on edge, the smallest things can set you off. Small space. Yeah, confined, same people, yeah. high stress. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you didn't like someone already. I mean, the thing that sets it off is, is this. Is, what yeah, it's really yeah, about, yeah. who knows? Yeah, Strong yeah. camel's back, isn't it? Um, so the captain is talking to Hunter afterwards and he says, Hunter says, look, uh, the captain says, I think they need a, a kick in the ass because they did some test and it wasn't quick enough. Mm-hmm. And he says, maybe they could use a pat in the back, captain. They seem a bit on edge. The captain goes, you seem to have the pulse of the men. And that doesn't feel like a compliment. No, that feels like it's like, uh, you're not, you're not really a leader. Yeah. Cause you're one, you're of, one them. of them rather yeah. than above them. So he gets on the phone and says to the whole ship. I hear him, you might be on edge. I hear you might, you know, you know, whatever. And he goes, if anybody doesn't like it, you can get off now. Now, yeah. And just we'll shows up yeah. Denzel in front of everyone. Which he said, don't call him out on. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah. don't like that. No. You don't like that. But you're not supposed to. No, you're right. Uh, so how do you think that went? And he, Denzel just goes, very inspiring, sir. <laughs> Day 12, and they think they see a submerged submarine, and this is where we discover sonar, and basically sonar would have us believe that it's like an Atari 2600, (laughs) and you can see what happens. This is not how sonar works at all. Um, They're completely false. It's a dumbed-down pseudo-radar screen, complete with a sweep track, and bears absolutely no resemblance to a broadband passive sonar display. This was done to give people an audience feel. Sorry, a visual feel for the otherwise auditory science of sonar operation. I get that. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. Yep. 
I'm okay with that. In a movie. I would say this. Because a lot of people wouldn't. I haven't looked at the full list, but I would assume we've got some military people who listen to the podcast. Yeah. I would assume there's going to be some inaccuracies in this. <laughs> I'm pretty much sure there are. I would say. Especially if the Navy weren't on board. <laughs> it's a movie. It is a movie. It's a movie. I'm just looking for a bit of escapism. Yeah. You know, um, for instance, when South Park shows Canadians as like not having, you know, like having the top half of their head and the bottom half of their head that split apart and come down. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, like I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Cause I'm not, we don't really have that in Canada. It's, it's, a, mo- <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. We're good with that. I'm all right. <laughs> no, but I understand if you're a military person, I think this is a huge part of your personality and your identity that comes from that. And you might go, doesn't represent who but I am. You're in the know and you know, you're in this. the know and you know better than but that. The majority of people don't. Yeah. And so, so the question is, who is this film being made for? And it'd yeah. probably be for the people who aren't. Yes. Cause there's more of them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a message from Washington. Uh, so they get the authenticator, and this one's not a drill. It's legit, and they get told, get ready for a strategic launch. Basically, you're going to fire some missiles, boys. Yeah. Set DEFCON 2. And Ramsey gets on the, the uh, Gene Hackman gets on the the, uh, the radio, and his voice is a bit shaky, too. Yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the day, he wants to be that one pushing the button. Yeah, I think that's his thing. I don't think he necessarily wants to push the button. No. It's that he feels it's his duty to yeah. push the button. Says the XO has the con, and so he repeats the orders as well, and he's very shaky. Yeah, yeah. First, uh, well, first job in it. We found it was fourteen minutes to launch. Um, Ramsey says you. So Captain Ramsey goes and gets the launch keys and gives them to one of his men, uh, and then they dive so low that they're warned if we go that low, we can't get information anymore. But they're still. So they've got the problem is you got two problems. You got there's this Russian sub we think we this, found. Yeah, so or a sub we don't know necessarily what it is yet, but we think there's a sub. And we've got this cry to to an order to, to to fire missiles. Very similar to what he said. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not you, you can't predict when these things will happen. And, and you got you got you got two options. You either stay up and get torpedoed, yeah. or you go low. You go low and hope that the depth will bring you um, some sort silence. of cover. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Ramsey gets the long. Oh, said that already. Um, they find out at this point the submerged submarine is a Russian attack sub called an Akula. Uh, they don't think they've been heard, and then the Akula disappears. So that's good. Ah, but does it? And we get told here there's one hour until uh, we're supposed to fire. One hour until they can whatever. I don't know. So when they say there's one hour to go, there really is one hour to go in the movie. The rest of the movie pretty much takes place in real time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Hunter's called to the con. And he has a private conversation with the captain rather than do it on the radio. And Hunter wants to float the radio buoy. Now, this became a big thing because, you know, Georgie, you you and I like the show Survivor. Yes. And Jeff Probst is famous for calling (laughs) the, uh, well, what I heard was a boy. boy. B-U-O-Y. It's a boy. Yeah. Because it's phonetically comes across, or if you look at it, it looks like it should be buoy. <laughs> they pronounce it as buoy. In case you thought all Americans say buoy, no, because some guy then on the shows, boat said the boy. Third, boy. The third guy yeah. that mentions it is, says boy, yeah. Which seems strange. It wouldn't say, okay, well, we're all saying this, yeah. or none of us are saying this. I reckon he went, right, that's my only line. I'm going to say boy. Yeah. It's boy. <laughs> I just, I just can't make myself do it. What's my motivation to be stupid? No, I'm not doing this. Because <laughs> all my mates are going to think I'm stupid. That's right. <laughs> um, and so um, the radio 
boy uh, catches and makes a terrible screech. And this light basically is just like it's dark and you just shone, you turned all the lights on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And went, look, we're over here. Hello. Woo. <laughs> Um, and so, um, this now makes radio confirmation a life or death liability. Cause what do we do? We want to get that confirmation, but we can't, whatever. Uh, the, uh, Acula comes towards them, torpedo, torpedo, torpedo. And the whole time is happening, like Danny Nucci, Fabrizio, whatever. He's, he's our guy who's yeah, like helping he, maneuver he, things. He, but every time they shot him, the camera's like moving like super fast <laughs> and pans by him. Just to give it more attention, more. I guess so. Cause we'd have a shot of like, You'd have a shot of the subs. You'd have a sh- uh, 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 so do, sorry a shot, shot of a torpedo, a shot of the submarine moving. Cut away to Nunzio or Nucci here, Danny Nucci. Cut away to the captain. Cut away to You've got to have that movement back to him. But every it was static on everybody except for Danny Nucci moving, 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 <laughs> and not slow like a proper like rock star like like pan. Yeah, well, that kind of gives it the movement of the missiles, doesn't it? I guess so. And that he's the one in the middle of the swirling. Yeah. And there's lots and of, gives it gives it um uh, uh not attention um immediation no, imme- immediacy immediacy okay yeah yeah urgency yeah. urgency there we are doesn't it and I'll tell you what Hackman's got it he's like do this do yeah, this yeah. do this and the missiles miss and not by a little they miss by a fair bit yeah they deploy the countermeasures first he radio. handles this perfectly yeah he's calm textbook he, yeah. Um, and so both torpedoes miss, and during this time, though, the EAM alarm goes off, which is like our, you've got mail, yeah, kind of thing here. Uh, after the attack, we find out the EAM's incomplete because the radio buoy <laughs> was severed. <laughs> oh, buoy, oh, buoy. <laughs> um, incom- <laughs> incomplete is meaningless, Hackman says. It's a fragment. We don't know if it's authentic because we got shown a whole bunch that you need to you know, authenticate. There's a whole procedure in authentication. We can't have it because it cut off. Just, this, this is just what it makes me mad. <laughs> okay. That's fine. And because this is the this is the main crux of the movie, yeah. ideologically. And he goes, so this is where he played the game of coulda, woulda, shoulda. What does it mean? And he goes, well, Denzel's going, this could be a... Uh, call everything off. This could be a call everything off. This could be a they've captured. This could be yeah. a stand down. He goes, yeah, it could be. Or it could be a false Russian transmission. It could be because they haven't got the code to tell them that. Yeah, that's, that's a genuine. We, thing. we don't know what this is, so we have to. So he goes, "We have to act like this doesn't exist." And go by the and last that is, message, and, and that is his person. That is his his perspective. Go, the last correct, last authenticated message said this: "We have not received any further authentication. Therefore, these are still our orders." Yeah, that is Hackman's side. Yeah, Denzel's is. But we don't know all the information. Surely, we want to make all the information now. On their own, already kind of a yeah, yeah. Uh, a catch twenty two. Now you take into account the stakes, and the stakes are nuclear war. Yeah, <laughs> and all of a sudden we're going, oh shoot, you've got to get this right. And both guys dig their heels in because we. I'd like to think we all. I mean, when um, Trump got into power, they said that you know he's the sort of guy that would. <laughs> That push the button and stuff, but he wouldn't, and nobody would, because once one does it, everyone does it. We're destroyed. It's what you call mutually assured destruction. Yes. <clears throat> the theory being that if I have nukes and you have nukes, what we've guaranteed is a situation where probably neither of us will ever use nukes, yeah. because I can't fire mine on you quick enough that you can't fire yours off before you die. Exactly. Which so makes, if I shoot, we all die. Which yeah. makes the attempt which the, is stupid. The whole like last hour of this film completely redundant. <laughs> Because whether they wait a few more minutes or not doesn't matter if the nukes go off in Russia or if they fire theirs. 
it's they're both going off either way. I hear you. I guess the Hackman's perspective would be if we get there first and it's member, it's not the main government. It's right. a little splinter group. Yeah. yeah. So if we can get because if they only have control of these two silos. Yeah. Then we're OK. Theoretically. I mean, it's, 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 it's a relative term. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm giving you the perspectives of the characters. I'm not oh, yeah, saying yeah, right yeah, or no, wrong. No, I know, I know. Okay. You got to try and see both sides. See. Um, which is difficult in the movie because the movie is. clearly tells the movie, us. The movie us tells decide. you pick a side. It does. And I kind of like that you seem to have picked the opposite side because <laughs> actually it facilitates this conversation, which, which I quite enjoy. Yeah, well, I was as long as we don't like like start like, like trading blows because mutually assured destructions <laughs> back here. No, because. The movie tells us to be on Denzel's side, right? Yes, very much so. And my character of person in real life is like Denzel. My my way of thinking is his way. But I try and look at every situation of why that person's that way, mm-hmm. who backs down, why they back down, who's top dog, who's doing this. I'm trying to work out all the pieces. I'm looking at a chessboard. I'm not looking at my own emotions because I'm not emotionally invested. You know, but the movie tells you you've got to be... I'm totally emotionally invested in it. Well, come on. Wait, hang on. You of all people are going to tell me you don't. I'm not emotionally invested when I watch a film. Okay, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at it from different because no, they are I, very complex characters. And I quite like that. That's not just one. He's not the no. Which is why I think evil, this, dark of evil. Which is like why, yeah. Is why I think this film works is because it's not just simply I'm the good guy and you're the bad exactly. guy. Exactly. No, it's very much like and it makes you think. It's it's, it's on a razor's edge. Whether it's fifty one forty nine or forty nine fifty one. Surely, I think you see it both sides, and you go. I, Even the crew. I, yeah. I understand why you act that way, but I dis. I think that's what the movie. Yes. That's, yeah, what, yeah, that's yeah. what the tagline should be: two men who understand why they feel that way, but just can't go along with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and so um, this is the, he says this is the rule we follow without exception. Talk about the chain of command. We yeah. heard this. Yeah. We haven't anything to contradict that because it's not authentic. It's not real. Yeah. But you've still had it. No, because you have it, because it's yeah, not authenticated. But, not a, but the beginning is. <laughs> but, the, yeah, but, the, but the process is, the message isn't complete until you have that bottom part, that the bottom, bottom part, part validates you. it. Yeah. But 499 pieces of a jigsaw is as good of a picture as 500. But this isn't 499, yeah, but, Georgia. That could be... That could, you, 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 get, you, get, you get the top quarter of it, really. You get and you get to know that it is a message. But you got there was a yeah. email. So basically, it's like... It's about the missiles. Your, your internet has gone out, and you get the, the, the... All you're getting is the subject line. Yeah. And it's not even like don't fire missiles. It's like regarding missile launch. <laughs> and you're wanna, like, does that mean know. fire quicker? Or does that mean but also, don't fire? Or Russians does it mean... sending dummy notes to them as well. So you that's why that's, there is a... the reason for the authentication is because oh, people yeah. do send false messages. Yeah. Look no further than we, when we cracked the code in World War II. Yeah, yeah. The codes are there for a reason. I get that. And I do understand it. But there is a much, much bigger issue if you fire early than if you fire late and this is denzel's argument here is just going let's go back to the stakes so many more people die let's if you go fire back to the stakes you but you gotta keep in mind this nuance is not falling in line with typical military procedure no, exactly yeah so that's we, why we, we're not we have a people. world where they're both right and we have a world where they're both wrong as the movie tells that's us what that tells us yeah yeah Okay, but because we're positioned with Denzel, we're more like, especially because he's got the more palatable to a mainstream audience perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it, I people. just don't, don't. I don't understand how you could possibly be in charge of launching missiles. Have half or a quarter of a message come through. You know that it's to do with the missiles, and go and just completely dismiss that it could be. Call it off. I, I cannot. Get I would that. argue again. Just but remember. That, I just cannot not get be. that through my. Just brain. remember again. Time sensitive numbers. 
but they've got hang, hang on, hang on, stop, 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 numbers. Madman with a bunch of nukes. <laughs> Russian yeah. sub out there still hunting you. Yeah. They're not gone away yet. So going so up to get that clarification, you know what that does? That also puts you back in the line of fire. With and what if, what if the message is is legit and the process of going up, you get taken out. And now they've got the- to go up anyway to fire because they have to reach. Yeah, eventually, but right now it's about getting the missiles ready. But you want me to do an extra step. Because that okay, takes so a while the, to get the miss- missiles ready. Again, this, again, where I get flustered with this film is where it goes, Russians have 60 minutes to get there it, yep. until they're ready to fire. Yep. These guys have 14 minutes. So sort everything out in that 45-minute gap and well, then on. fire if you hang sort on, it because out. You, I think you're not giving Hackman enough credit and we're going to come to it, if, 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 if I may. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, not yet, because it's going to be a big moment first. <laughs> <laughs> so we disagree and the men start looking at them. And the theory that Denzel gives is, look, there's always two subs, right? Yep. There's us and there's another sub. Redundancy. So that if we get taken out, someone else can do it. So there's no harm in us delaying. Because if it really is to fire, they're there. Too far. To which point Gene Hackman goes, yeah, but you're asking me to assume that they're not taken out. He's asking the reason to for redu- that, that letter isn't exactly yeah. negative. Georgia, that's the whole point. Is you, you, really, you really are entrenched. And you're digging your heels. You in. Are, I'm you going, are, yeah. take a look at the other side where he's going, you need to consider the idea that someone might have taken out whatever sub. And the reason why we have two is that if they take out one of us, the second sub can still go ahead and fire. That is what our role is, not to wait to see if the other guy bails us out. Yeah. No, but how did the, the other sub wouldn't know if they were alive or not. They could have well been hit by a torpedo by now. That's, my, that's the point. Yeah. So, okay, if Liam's got one sub and I have one sub, yeah. I can't go, I'm well, my radio's sub. not working. Thank God Liam's around. Because for all <laughs> yeah. I know, Liam's dead. Yeah, well, yeah no, I get, I get that. I completely okay, get that's, that. Okay, that's I Hackman's just... perspective. So if I sit here and wait and go, well, Liam's got this. Yeah. And then America gets bombed. But they, but they know they're not going to yet because this is still like forty minutes until they're fueled. Right, but you got to get by a, you got to get by a nuclear <laughs> sub to sort of make that happen. Yeah. Well, they manage it. Here's the deal. <laughs> uh, this next line is not aimed at me to you. Uh, uh, Ramsey feels, I said, the can't assume there's never a sub out there. The Russians didn't take out. And they go back and forth. He goes, I'm the, I'm the guy in charge. These are the rules we follow. Now, shut the fuck up. <laughs> now, that is big dick throwing about. Now, that is him dressing him down in front of every, and losing his cool. Losing his cool, yeah. Losing which his is, cool. Which he doesn't do. He's the one doing taking the piss. He's the one who's doing. He's always been emotional. Just to this point, the emotion's been. He's he's mocking, yes. as opposed to yeah, yeah, yeah. this. And I bet you it bugs him that he's not flapping Denzel. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Now Cobb is ordered by Ramsey to relieve Hunter of his duty. Oh, before this, I haven't believe I haven't mentioned this yet. Oh, because earlier he went, look, fine, let's put the radio buoy up. Yeah. And he's the one who says, fine, let's put the radio buoy up. Let's get your confirmation. He, he does. Yeah. He does. He does. And then when that becomes an impossibility yeah, yeah, yeah. and a liability, yeah. that's when he goes, we can't afford to go up there. Exactly, yeah. Because he did, he, he didn't just dig his heels in and go, no, you're wrong. I'm going to fold my arms. He went, no, no, it sounds fair. Yeah. Let's get confirmation. Yeah, and, that's, and they do. And then they and that became an impossibility to. and a liability. Then you got you to gotta pivot. Yeah, I, it's just like there's 30 minutes of this film that are unnecessary because you you do what you need to do you prep everything and whilst you've got this okay, quarter I, I, of a message i you, disagree with the term unnecessary <laughs> no it's not uh, but it doesn't need to be as tense because you prep everything you've got half an hour that's not it's not a long amount of time it's not a short amount of time you prep everything you fix your yeah, radio but, 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 yeah, but, the but, but you know what it gives us 
It gives us a race against time. Yeah, which is what we need. The urgency in there. one. <laughs> no, because it's, part of, the, the no, it's part of the excitement of a movie. Yeah. But that's why I don't... That's, I think that's why I turn against... I, I really... Don't get me wrong. I really enjoy this. I don't usually like war movies. I really enjoyed this film. But there's just parts of it where my, my brain cannot physically comprehend the fact that they would be willing to justify their actions by going against what is potentially a message that says I, I totally understand where Hackman's coming from so do I. and I, I totally understand where okay but maybe I don't okay, know, maybe, I, maybe I, your reading's a bit weird then because I can understand where they the both mo- come from because the movie clearly tells us and the movie the movie's trying to make us feel that both men are totally reasonable they want you to debate both yeah oh I know I know it wants me to debate it but my my I think it's successful. My, I, 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 I think the film is successful. I think the film's very good. Okay. My ideological standpoint is that nukes and missiles are completely stupid. Now, can I, and yeah, therefore but, I okay, can't. But that, okay, that's different. Yeah, but that is different. <laughs> that is different. <laughs> yes, yeah, what I'm saying. Can I move, it's different. Okay, you would, so the difference is, it asks us to live vicariously, if I, if I can just say this, and then the movie asks us to live with um, Denzel Washington as our avatar. He represents us. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, he doesn't go up there going, I don't like the military. No. Does he? No. No. No, he's like, if I, you know, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't, right? Exactly, yeah. I don't think he's the biggest fan of it. You know, he's got a fear and a respect of nuclear war. Yeah. But that's where he is. So we, we have to live kind of through him in the way that you might not like baseball, but when we watch the League of Their Own, we live vicariously through Dottie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because there's a whole other argument about the star right now. So let me, <laughs> let me see this one up. Because Cobb is told... Cobb is ordered by Captain Ramsey, by Hackman. I'm just going to call him Hackman and by Denzel. Hackman, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. easier. Yeah. Cobb is ordered by Hackman to relieve Denzel of his duties because your job is to, is to do that. Now, he's not entirely wrong. His job is to sort of authenticate and move forward as a is to work within your your, your rights as, as the executive officer. Yeah. But there's a reason why both voices are supposed to confirm. So... He's Cobb's like I can't rational heads. Yeah, Cobb's like I can't together. do that. Both men have to agree independently. They do not due to bullying. Yes, which is what's happening. And so, if you're if you're Hackman, yeah, you might believe Denzel's wronger than wrong ever was, but you can't abuse your power to make him authenticate. Not no. when nuclear weapons are exactly, at, at and stake. that's what he's doing. And so, this is where Liam, I would say, Cobb, I think, acts as a barometer of morality for yes, us. Yes, because he's one of. Uh, Hackman's guys. Yeah, and has been for a while. But he goes, a long while. he goes, look, no, no, this is the right thing. And so he's ordered to relieve Hackman of his duties and arrest him. And he does. Yeah. Because that's the right thing to do. That's the right that's thing to do. The channel of command of what you do. And so um, he's told, Hackman tells him on the way out, you're way out of your league to Denzel. You're not ready to make tough decisions yet. He might not be wrong. No. After the switch, Hunter tells the men, anyone who didn't like what happened can relieve themselves of duty now. No one takes him up on it. Say what you will. Where are you going to go? I respect Hackman. I respect Denzel. I don't respect the boys who go flippy floppy all over the place. No, no, no. Catch people on the flippity flop, but don't like these guys doing it. I respect Cobb, though. Respect Cobb, big time. Yeah. Lots of cutaways to the key players uh, and the reactions as Hunter announces, Denzel announces he's assumed control of the ship and explains why he's done so. Uh, Ram- and this is good because all those guys like Zimmer and Tony Soprano, it helped us remind, oh, okay, who the- yeah, they don't like this. Good. Because you need that for the next act. But they're not going by command as such. They're going by emotional loyalty. loyalty. Yeah. But that was the idea. You push a button, I push the button. Yeah, yeah. That sort of, this is what chain of command is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Ramsey sits down, grabs a folder, and reads up on on Hunter. Good on him. Yeah, because he wants and to And the know. dog jumps on his lap, and he's unemotive. He's like, I'm going to do this completely like business-like. Yeah. We find out the Russians are 39 minutes away from nuclear capability. Denzel thanks Cobb. He goes, thank you. He goes, thank you. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. You've put me in a position. Yeah, and he goes, look, I'm following the book. Yeah. And what he did wasn't right. He said, you might still be wrong. And the reason why I like Cobb is you might still be wrong. Yeah. It's not an absolute. He no. sees the nuance in both, but he goes, exactly. what happened there was wrong. Yeah. So um, he says, why, thank you anyway. Which is a bit smug. It was. <laughs> Again, that's another throwing my dick about and, it. And, and L- Lieutenant Zimmer, named, of course, after Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. So um, Zimmer, of course, com- composed the film soundtrack. This was in order to honor him. So they couldn't have gotten too mad about that. That one thing he wouldn't switch. In, in the soundtrack where they're like come on he's like no yeah. we were sitting in the room uh, maybe they made the most inflexible character in that, but that's who you were the whole yeah. time we're just like come on compromise no <laughs> um, and they're trying to fix the radio system and then the Akula is back torpedo 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 Fabrizio tells us Hunter is uh, that, that Denzel is right on oh because he goes look Let's get, let's get, get some distance between us and them. Thousand yards. And like, why are we waiting a thousand yards? Every guy's like, because you need to be a thousand yards for the torpedoes to arm themselves. <laughs> Who did you fuck to get on this boat? <laughs> <laughs> and so just like Cobb, Brilliant. Fabrizio was also used to tell us Denzel was right. Yeah. yeah. These are the characters who have been placed so we will, these are likable characters. So when they like him, we like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as opposed to like, there's nobody on Hackman's team where you're like, oh, they're all right, guys. No, but that, again, they're, they're trying to make you follow one yeah. certain person, aren't they? Absolutely. Um, and so it, it's it's closer. It's really closer, but they still miss the, the, the torpedoes that are fired by the Acula miss, which makes you go, you know, Hackman was better at this. Yeah, because he's that's not his first rodeo. He's the, no, he's they, done it before. He's, he's, been, school. Yep. he's been in, in action before. Yep. Denzel yeah, hasn't. Denzel's never seen action. No. Um, so they, they launch torpedoes themselves, and they fire them off, and they hit. They get rid of the Akula. But before it happened, they must have fired off one last torpedo. It goes off. It hits a countermeasure, but it's real close. Mm-hmm. And the sub gets damaged and starts taking on water. And as a result, the sub has to turn their engines off, and the sub is just falling. And we get told if it falls to 1850 feet below sea level, I guess, uh, yeah, crushed. It, it, will, it will crush the hull. Yeah, and so we watched a bunch of people watch a bunch of screens for a bit more, <laughs> which reminded me of Apollo thirteen. It wasn't as bad it as Apollo does, thirteen does, for this, does, but yeah. I was like, "There's a lot of watching people watch <laughs> screens." Uh, but I, I think I would have preferred the screens because um, they end up having. We, we get a shot of two or three men who are trying to fix the leak in this one room, oh. and they're being told, "Get out! Get out! Get out! We, we gotta seal this. It, we gotta they? seal this." I don't know if it's that or I don't know if it's no. like if I can just shut it I can help more of my guys Yeah, and Steve's on the guy from that thing you do is the guy yeah. using the wrench and then the panel he's trying to Pops. trying to wrench up pops hits him in the head he's obviously dead instantly Yeah, and Denzel Cobb says you've got to tell him to shut that to sh- seal to that seal off even though it means three 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 men yeah. three men are, aren't, aren't going to make well, it out that or everybody isn't it yeah, and that's what eventually Denzel has to make the call, but he he's not ready for this. Cobb's no. sort of walking. Cobb's being a good. Cobb's walking him through this. I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't. I, I, I'd I'd hate to lose anybody. <sighs> and you're the voice that's doing it. Yeah, my voice resulted in that. It's the trolley that's, car thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, you want to explain what the trolley car is in case anybody doesn't know? Ah, uh, yeah. So the trolley car, like, is a bit of a experiment that basically 
if you were driving a trolley car, there's one person att- and there's a fork in the tracks. There's one person on the track that you'll hit if you um, pull the lever to change tracks. But if you don't pull the lever to change track, you hit five people. So it's whether you are willing to actively kill one person or passively kill five. Yeah. Are you willing to actually be the one who actually makes that yeah. decision? And then you can go all sorts of place with it. Okay, now let's say it's your best friend. Yeah. yeah. Now let's say it's, it's your child. Your child. It's, it's, and yeah. all these levels of to what degree do my yeah. does my morality sort of play when it's against these sort of hypotheticals. Exactly. Um, so Ramsey's... Oh, I said that already. Where am I at here? Oh, we get down to uh, 1,800 feet, which is 1,850, and then it's down to 1,825, and the propulsion is fixed. They get up to periscope depth, or at least they're told to. And uh, Fabrizio goes, we're living. We're living, gentlemen. I'm like, this feels a bit premature. I just watched Steve Zahn eat it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, back- he doesn't know that, though, does he? And no. did they have a magic doohickey? Because that just happened at that precise to- moment. I don't know if it was a magic doohickey, or it was like just a thing of God. Kick- Back in, wasn't oh, it? what's it called when these things happen? It's uh oh, it's like a Deus Maxima kind of thing. Back in a oh, it just happens to turn on. Oh, that's convenient. Off we go. Maybe's got a movie. Exactly. The magic, the magic doohickey is is the is the cord in the back of the radio. In <laughs> yeah. uh, Tony Soprano uh, tells the guy uh, to stand aside, and that's funny part was he told the guy who he told to stand aside. He said, "Hey, Tony, move." And I was like, "That's kind of funny." That was. Um, he asks Gene Hackman, give me an order. The order is to get Zimmer, Weps, and someone else to come back and get him. But you have to get Weps. But Weps is the important Weps, one. Yeah. So they go and get Weps, and Weps is Vigo, of course. And Weps pushes back and won't help out. And they go, come on, think about your family, man. He's like, I am thinking about my family. And it's peer pressure here that he caves. He goes, it's mutiny. There's only two sides. Which one are you on? Yeah. He says, your captain's asking for your help. What are you going to do? And he buckles. And the idea about, you know, like Hackman's got relationships with these guys. You know Everybody, what I mean? Everybody, yeah. yeah. 24 minutes till the Russians can launch. The mutiny is underway. I guess, the, on, I think this is the first mutiny. I think the, the, what happens with Denzel isn't a mutiny. That's not, a, no, that isn't no. because it's, it's, it's following the code, rules yeah. as opposed yeah. to getting armed. Yeah. Um, they arm up and Weps won't take a gun. Uh, Zimmer tells him, you're doing the right thing. Um, <laughs> Hunter wants to know what the state of the radio repair is from Zimmer. Also, Denzel wants to know, uh, but Zimmer's not there. So uh, Denzel tells Cobb to send a man to go after Zimmer with a sidearm, meaning a <clears throat> pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> um, we find out that uh, Gene Hackman is released and the dog hates Weps. He barks and snarls at him. And what we told earlier, the dog's a great judge of character because he, he approves of Denzel. He does, but doesn't doesn't the dog bark at the two soldiers that get locked in the room? Uh, he's, he's snarling big time at Webs, and we see a reaction shot from Webs. Oh, that he's, okay. he's, he's so kind of confused by Webs, this. Not the, the lads. That Webs. Oh, okay. Specifically I Webs. I guess the idea that the dog's like a barometer of truth and is going, you've yeah. done it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so Hunter grabs, sorry, Denzel grabs Fabrizio and gives him the keys to the submarine. That's clever. Good judge of character, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then he finds this uh, Vossler, and he's like, "Look, I need more power." He goes, "Have you ever seen? You ever seen Star Star Trek?" That's for you, Anthony and Davies. <laughs> um, you ever seen what Captain Kirk tells Scotty? He needs more power. Well, he says, "If you don't fix this, a billion people are going to die." I know it's a shitty deal, but it's yours. So can you fix it? And Georgia, you are right. This is a Quentin Tarantino yeah, I rewrite. It might be. Yeah. Uh, Hunter orders everybody up to seventy. Denzel orders everybody up to seventy-five feet. But this is when Hackman goes, "Delay, belay that order." And this is where the guns get drawn. 
and uh, a bunch of the guys on the on the bridge just like flop back. Yeah. The only and to his credit, Cobb doesn't. No. no, no. Cobb stays down to his thing. Denzel stares down each of the main players and then walks right up to Weps, and it's a, a, a absolute hole in his soul. Uh, Ramsey, uh, the hackman, then walks up to Cobb and pretty much does the same. Yep, because he's the one who won't flip back. Uh, Ramsey gets on the communicator, tells everybody a mutiny's been put down, states his side of the argument. Russians have 15 minutes till they're ready. Mr. Zimmer is the new executive officer. Now, you can't do this, to the best of my knowledge. If you won't do what I want, then I'm going to appoint someone else. Yeah, you can't. We have a cutaway to Voster trying to fix the radio because he's another one of these characters that now our, our morals are sort of dependent on. And you might think, well, Hackman was like put away for like 15 minutes of this movie. So probably Denzel is going to have a similar situation. Uh, to, to steal a line from a famous YouTuber? Nope. Super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Because <laughs> yeah. he was already planned. He gave the keys away. Because Fabrizio they? is like, he's, he's got his moment here. So Cobb and, and, and Denzel discuss their difference of opinion. And he goes, the question is, what if Venchenko surrendered and this is over? And Cobb thinks about it and doesn't really fight back at that. Danny Nucci stopped by himself going to the toilet like two minutes after we were told, don't let anybody go anywhere by themselves. Uh, he then beats up the guy he was fighting, and it turns out it was a guy from earlier. Yeah. guy from earlier. And talk about Silver Surfer some more. Uh, they get four sets of coveralls and four caps. And I got my notes. This was way too easy. They might have been in that officer's mask for about two minutes yeah. <laughs> before they're released. Um, meanwhile, Hackman's got him opening the missile hatches. Lots of guns being passed around. Hunter calls Weps and kind of does like, you remember Outbreak? You're talking about it earlier? Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, you know, I'm talking to the men who are flying the plane. Do not, do not drop these bombs. Do not do it. We have to go to the guy who's the only guy who can do it. And you can see he's really torn. And he calls Vossler and Vossler hangs up on him. Don't think he deals with pressure well. No. He's no. in the wrong line of work. Yep. Missiles are ready for launch. Webs is ordered to remove the tactical firing trigger. He's the only one with a combination. So what happens if he gets sick? What happens if he had a heart attack? Yeah. This feels... Weird. I guess they have to abandon mission. That's why they've got the second second ship. In two months, we can do it again, guys. Yeah. Two months. Well, it didn't take them that long to get out there, did it? It took them like three days, I think, or something uh, like that. Something. So. I'm pretty sure it's hard to make your way over to the sub that's already in Russian waters. No, no, no. I mean that you bring the whole sub back because that's, oh, okay. that's why you've got your second backup one, isn't it? Doesn't, apparently, we got like 14 minutes, though. Yeah, the, the <laughs> sub there is fine. Uh You'd be like, redundancy. We're all good. <laughs> Turn up that music. <laughs> I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm a massive pacifist. Um, so, yeah. Hunter's, I would, I would argue though, so is Denzel. Yeah, and he okay. is. That's why, that's why I'm so thoroughly on his, um, we need to find out what the letter said. Uh, yeah. Um, Hunter sees the, uh, oh, Webster's order to remove the tactical firing trigger. Then the captain does it for the whole ship to hear. Remove the tactical, so I'm going to use peer pressure. You know everybody's heard this. Yeah. Re, um, Hackman then takes what we have called the Brute Squad with him to weapons yeah. control. Come with me, guys. Denzel hears this, and he goes back for the con. Uh, Hackman's trying to intimidate you know, Strider, Aragon. And Aragon goes, it's, it's my duty. He goes, don't talk to me about duty. Open the fucking safe. Uh, and then Hackman grabs a gun and points it to his head and Which says, is, I'm going to count to three and I'm going to blow your head off. This might have been where the Navy had a problem with it at this point. Yeah, I feel though. like this bit's not allowed. Yep. 
Is this a Tarantino rewrite? <laughs> no, this isn't. I don't think you can just kill people. Because you would have gone, there's this Bible verse I memorized from moments like this. <laughs> I will strike down upon thee. Furious anger. Furious anger. Lord, get us and the Lord take us away. <laughs> um, we'll have to check with Reverend Bruce how accurate our Bible verse was there. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, the only thing is like, the uh, you will know my name is the Lord when I strike my bed. I think that part's real. Um... So Ramsey then goes, I can't do this. You're the other one who knows the combination. So he grabs like random guy number three. And I'm like, I'm ready to quit the Navy after this. Like, I'd yeah. be like, Why would you um, put another- what? He grabs a petty officer and does the threat there. It was one, two, and then Aragon. Yeah, he, 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 he bails. He goes, yeah, all right. He starts the combination. But to his credit, he was willing to die and sacrifice himself. Yep. But not for someone else. Yep. He kind of redeems himself. I think he totally redeems to himself go, here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, little dude was like, "Cool." He doesn't even like. like he doesn't even like. Like, sir, I really would. I, I, I'd be trying to talk. You would. I would. Hunter storms the con and removes the captain's key just um, in time. Just in time. <laughs> uh, Russians are nine minutes away. Uh, Ryan Felipe or Philippe helps Voss look at the radio lead working. Oh, it's just it's like when you have like a like a Nintendo entertainment system and you just wiggle it a little bit yeah. and then it would pop. Like, hey, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the same little cutscene they use like three times of him going, Oh, wiggle the little disc, oh flick the little switch. <laughs> like, it was wiggle the disc again. Yeah. I remember when you had like a Super Nintendo Eventually, like the the plug, if you moved around too much, it would uh, lose power, and you'd have to like jiggle it until like hold it. Once it, I remember, I used to, have to that's tape. me with these headphones. I had to tape mine to to, to like the wall, <laughs> get a spot and tape it, and because you'd be halfway through the video game, you just turn the system would turn off. You're like, what? what? <laughs> Gotta go back to the beginning. Like go back. With yep. iPhone chargers as well when they can't like. Yep. They're on the Same way idea. out, and you have to like wiggle it. Yeah, that's a much more. I don't know why I went all the way back to like be like. <laughs> you're oh, old, man. You're old. I'm old. <laughs> I think it's because I buy the, the 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 braided ones now for the, for the phone. So very rarely does they this still happen. go sometimes, and then it's really annoying when they do. Yeah, it is because you pay more spare. money for it. Yeah. yeah, I've got tons. I've got spares for days. Now. I have specific spares in my drawer because yep. it's happened so many times. <laughs> um, does Denzel and he makes an eyeline match to the you've got mail sign. Um, Ramsey storms the con. <laughs> Hackman's storming back, and the guy pulls the gun on him. He goes, "Shoot me then!" <laughs> yeah. The guy's like, the "Guy's like, oh shoot!" <laughs> I'd like to think that was a, like a, an ad lib. I hope so. <laughs> he says, "Give me the key," and he goes, "No!" And so he punches him. Yeah, Give me he, the key. And he doesn't respond. He punches him again, yeah. and Denzel looks mad. Mad as shit. Probably because Gene Hackman insisted to Larry King that uh, he actually uh, he punched Denzel in one of these takes <laughs> and said it was an accident. Uh, he said it made things more tense on set. That's for sure. I think Hackman's so old school. I think he, he popped him. him. Yeah, I think he popped him. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Three minutes to go. And so Ramsey tells Vosser, fine, you got three minutes. And they sit down. And he's being reasonable. He says, you know, I'll give you the three minutes. What am I gonna, he's not going to kill him in front of no. everybody. Three minutes. You say three minutes, three minutes. Yeah. And then I get to go ahead and do what I want to do. This is what I just wanted for the entirety of the last Oh, it does, feel, it does feel like you went, <laughs> couldn't we have done this? No, 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 this is why I was getting mad. No, 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 you're fine. You're, I think at this point, they're so exhausted. Yeah. Because the like two people who get into an argument, <laughs> Neither backs down. No one's been backing down. And actually, you just get so tired of arguing. You're like, fine. You're going around in circles. We'll try it. We'll do this. This is just if he's that adamant that 
they're going to fire him why not give him the three minutes and if he's that adamant that we need to find out what this is we've got three minutes to do it give him the three minutes well, it's like they so went, it's, be a movie. it's like they went <laughs> i know but it just makes me mad it's, it, it, it's, it's like they went you know what we need a different argument for a minute you want to have on horses again yeah because all of a sudden like a non-sequitur he goes it's a little bit almost racial here though doesn't oh it, it does they, yeah. they do it, they, again they're doing this on purpose yes yeah, so we dislike him a little bit more because he's just backed down the captain himself is just back down so there. He's, he's like, hang minutes. on, hang on, I can't let you no, win. I also gonna... think he spends the whole movie poking him. Yeah, he does. Hoping something's going to happen, and he never responds. No, but they don't want you to be on Hackman's side here either. So no, that's oh, no they... absolutely. You need to be on one side for sure here. Yeah, it's yeah. like, what do we got left? Three minutes? Okay, time to get racist. <laughs> and so they talk about horses. Uh, Lippins out of horses. Highly trained horses in the world. They're all white. Yeah. He says that more than once. He goes, do you know they're all white or have you seen them? And he yeah. answers with both. And both. He goes, but they're from Portugal. They're from Spain and they're born black. And Hackman goes, I didn't know that. I didn't know that, yeah. but they're from Portugal. Yeah. And this becomes the new thing. Is it again. Portugal? Is it Spain? But they uh, try to outdo each other again, yeah. isn't it? The EA, but it's really quiet. Yeah. It's been so much yelling that now when they go really quiet, it's, it's really powerful difference. Yeah, Whatever yeah. it is you're doing, you know, the answer isn't always to 10. No. The answer is sometimes to be to go to like, to like a two. Yep. And just bring it really down. You know what the other tagline of this film could be? Dick measuring. It's a fair bit of that. <laughs> um, and so there's the face off and then the message comes through and Hackman says, God help us if you're wrong. And Denzel goes, if I'm wrong, we're at war. I say if he's wrong, God nothing has all. changed. You're going to fire anyway. As long as you can get it off still in time. Yeah, well, they're all, they're ready to go. George, I'm just trying to get the end of They both see the circles. They both see the message before we get to see it, and that's cool. It's held from us, but you know, from looking at it, you can yeah. tell who's won and who's lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like that. Neither it's not like all of a sudden Denzel goes, "Yay!" and Akbar goes, "Girl." No. It's much more subtle. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. much more subtle. And but he takes it. The looks in the face, they get all the message is authentic, and it's just a stand down, terminate, launch. All missiles back to where they were. Yeah. The crew cheer and the dog barks like he's cheering as well. Loved it. Cute dog. The time that elapses when Ramsey says to Hunter, you have three minutes and the successful reception of the EAM is two minutes and 38 seconds. And to his credit, Hunter does not rub it in. No. no. And Hackman goes back to his quarters and every soldier, every yeah, soldiers, right, that he encounters, they all salute him and he salutes them back. So it's weird. It's like, yeah, we're all friends again. I think there was one that didn't though. Is there? I think we then cut to the news footage. Same guys before the rebels didn't have it in them to kill their countrymen. So it's over. Uh, and then we flash forward to the naval headquarters and some admirals ready to give out judgment. Denzel's a little bit upset because he didn't get to testify. I still think he's totally right. He yeah. should still be able to testify no matter what. It's yeah. set, but it's setting us up to go. Yeah. They're going to screw him. Yeah. Especially if he goes, I've never known him to tell a lie. Be- because you can't have someone that, who's that, in such big like, power yeah. be as, taken down so elaborately because that brings mockery onto the Navy, doesn't it? Sure. Uh, the chain of command broke down, uh, but as far as the letter of the law goes, you were both right and you were both wrong. So this is the part where the movie tells us, look, we know he said you were on Team Denzel, but let's break this down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Ramsey, find out, has asked for early retirement. And Gene Hackman's character has insisted that Denzel's character get his next command at the earliest possible convenience. So he does say he's a good, mm-hmm. with the the benefit of hindsight. Yeah. yeah, goes he's a good he's a good officer. They go outside, they meet up. And he goes, by the way, you were right. 
and I was wrong. About the horses. <laughs> they are from Spain. Which they are from Spain. I thought it was a nice little... Not Portugal. Yeah, I thought it was a nice little ending. And they salute, and that's really uh, it. It turns out they're both wrong. Uh, they're not Portuguese or Spanish. They're Slovenian. Oh, oh well, there we go. So there we go. Uh, Hunter did get it right when he said that they're born white. They are born uh, dark color and gradually turn white between the ages of six and ten years of age. And we get a Chiron that says, as of 1996, submarine commanders will no longer have sole power that will now reside in the hands of the U.S. president. A couple of strange links to real life. One would be that Robert S. Mueller, in his years as FBI director, often quoted the line by Gene Hackman's character, Captain Ramsey, in meetings with the senior leadership of the FBI, we're here to preserve democracy, not to practice it. <laughs> Which, okay, thanks, FBI. Yeah. But here's the real strange one. The film closely parallels events that occurred during the Cuban Missile Crisis on board submarine B-59. That's Soviet submarine B-59, with Denzel Washington's character reflecting Soviet second-in-command Vasily Arkhipov. The refusal of an executive officer to agree on launching nuclear weapons to do a fragment order is based on this incident. Um, they had the B-59 submarine had been attempting to infiltrate the U.S. Navy blockade by running submerged. By doing so, they've been out of contact for several days with Moscow at the depth they were running at. When U.S. destroyers dropped depth charges to force the sub to surface, the Soviet captain believed war had broken out between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. His sentiments were concurred by the board political officer. However, the second-in-command, Vasily Arkhipov, um, refused. All three had to agree before launching. Being out of contact for so long with no clear orders, Arkhipov convinced the captain to surface, and they found themselves surrounded by U.S. destroyers. The communication was reestablished, and they received orders to return home. Had this not happened, nuclear war would have occurred. Wow. Credit there. It's amazing how we rewrite that for an American. Yeah. Now, I understand why, because you, movies are made, especially at this time in the 90s, still made with a, with a North American audience severely in mind. Yeah. But uh, remarkable. It is. And that is Crimson, Crimson Tide. Tide. So. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? So what is your age? <laughs> There's a mistake. <laughs> Think I made. That was a good one, though. <laughs> it's been a while since that one. Let's try this one now. And we are in the end game now. Liam, we need a random word. Well, I did have two words in mind, but I'm going to go with buoy. 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 Yeah, B-U-O-Y. Yeah. Excellent. People will get extra points from me if they find a Jeff Probst gif of him saying it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to pay attention to it then. I will, yeah. Okay. So tag Georgia in it if you find the Jeff Probst one. Yeah. That would be at BFE underscore Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the money, the money, the money. Fifty-three the money. million dollar budget. Ooh. What's this make? Three twenty-five. A lower one twenty. You're really close. One fifty-seven. Oh. Yeah, only eighteen point six. It's opening weekend, but that led that led the the, the, the box office. Yeah, like eighteen point six. Now you'd be like, what a flop. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. movie budgets are just so much bigger now. Yeah. So, uh, it was nominated for three Oscars, editing, sound, and you won't believe this, sound editing. (laughs) (laughs) Sound, sound, and sound. Yeah. Um, It wins none. But the the main theme did win a Grammy. Uh, Whose story is it? I mean... Well, we're led to believe it's Denzel's, isn't it? 
Yep. It's the story of a no. submarine crew. What is the story? We're not always right in our own little bubble. We we strongly believe, as on the podcast, we all strongly believe in one way or another way, and we dig our heels in. And sometimes, you know, we're both wrong, we're both right. Hey, I'll tell you what, one of us have a hashtag about always being right on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always about being right. It's about what the calamity is if you get it the dep- situation wrong. It depends on your point of view of how you see things. I guess about is there room for nuance? Is, is, is that a yes or is that a no? You know, how absolute are your absolutes? Exactly. I, I like that nuance in it. I like that. Yeah. Um, that made me think. Because obviously me. Hackman's character is there is no room for nuance. No. It's an absolute. We've always done it. We always will do it. Yeah. It's this way for a reason. We've done it for 50 years. I ain't stopping. Yeah. And, and then there's Denzel. The evil, evil yeah. guy. Then you would have never been on his no, side. The film's much that. better for the, for, for, for the, for the, yeah. the levels of nuance it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so next he says, trying to access his sheet here, uh, would, would you have launched? I think we know Liam's answer here. Would I have launched the missiles? You're okay. You're on the boat now instead. You are, you are Denzel. No, I wouldn't. Oh, you wouldn't launch. No. So you would have done the same thing he did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Brent. Because that's the kind of person I am. I think, I think of the bigger picture and I'm thinking that just cancel each other out. So now, th- th- what's the point? Georgia would still be standing in in, in the rain, out, but yeah. she never she never would have would have got on the boat. No, if I had to get on the boat and I had to be that person, I would be the one going, "Hang on, hang on a second. More people die if we're wrong than if we're right. You, it's not about no. being right or wrong." You would be standing out going, "What's the name of this crimson? Oh, that's a stupid name, isn't it? You know what that means? I'm not getting any lady on it. Not getting on the boat. Jeez. <laughs> to be fair, I wouldn't want to be on that boat. Um. No, I, I, I'm just like Denzel. The minute I see a, 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 a small bit, I'm going, we need to know what that means. We do. Yeah. We need to know what that means. That'll be my perspective. Interesting story. And I think we're going to see this in the comments. When doing research for the script, Michael Schiffer found that every naval captain believed he or she would launch missiles if they had their order to do so, even if a second order that followed was interrupted like in the movie. But every non-military individual he spoke to he said the opposite. Of course they wouldn't launch. So it seems to be an absolute well, the funny thing is, we're not in the military. We don't know how that works and what the, you know, we're going by um, what we see on films and TV and documentaries. We're not living that life. Is that not a bit scary, though? I think though? they give us, I think they give us a pretty good indication, though, by showing they, the absolute, slavish isn't the right word, but absolute um, compliance. You have to be a everybody else does breed of person. To well, and, and you're trained that way. I mean, everybody are. who's been here has been involved from, especially people in the positions of power, who everybody here is. Uh, they've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is, does that is that not a little bit scary though? Like to to like the fact that because they've been trained in this way and I'll done tell you it what, for so we long, teach we teach a poem in this country. Question that that's that scares me. We, te- we teach a poem in this country called we already did one poem already. Hey, how that Dwayne Smith? <laughs> Dwayne Smith, our poet laureate. I did a whole poem from memory. Here comes another one. There's a poem in this country we teach called um, "Charge of a Light Brigade." Which some of you will know from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, when Jeffrey went <laughs> cannon to the left of them, yeah. cannon to, to the, the right, right of them, them, cannon in front of them, volleyed and thundered. Um, which first time I, I taught that, I went, "It's the poem from Fresh Prince." <laughs> I had no idea what that was about. I just thought he was making something up. Um, but uh, the, the whole idea of this poem is that the men are told it's a bunch of British men on horseback. 
and someone gets a um, telegram or or, or a, or a telegram before, before that time, but a message gets sent that says, charge the Russians here. Now, the Russians here, or the Cossacks here, or whoever it was, uh, are, are like cannons. Yeah. So if you got a horse and a sword, yeah. you probably don't go charging at cannons. Sorry. And the thing was, like, the British get massacred. Like, yeah. absolutely well, massacred. Um, Noble 600. And so um, there's this, this poem that gets written called The Charge of the Light Brigade by Alfred Lord Tennyson. And it's about, there's a bit that says, there's not to reason why, there's not to make reply, there's but to do and die. And the idea being that you've got this message that says you go do this, and you're a good soldier. So you receive this message, you go ahead and you do, and you don't even ask why. Yeah. You don't you don't notice questions, you do your roles as as a soldier. And I think it speaks to a time gone by when now we have Instagram and podcasts and Twitter and all these things that help elevate the importance of the individual. I don't think people do things like this anymore. I'm not saying it's a good thing, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's just definitely a different thing. I can remember being in high school and something was talked about um the war and um people doing bad things through orders, right? And this doctor, I can't remember his name, I just remember it vaguely, um, took some random people off the street and basically said, look, you are given an order to do a certain thing to someone else and if you don't, this is the consequences. If you don't do this, 90% of them did this because they were told to mm. and they laid blame with the person that told them to not what they were actually doing yep so i think that's the same in military isn't it they're going by a command so that's not thinking that's not no. that's not me doing that it's it's the command telling me to do well, no if i walk up to someone on the street and punch them in the face i'm gonna go to jail if i go up to them and shoot them and <laughs> yeah, during a war go, i'm a go, hero yeah you go to war mm. you're told they're the bad guys sure. aren't you well, it's like the football game isn't it christmas day the fact that these yeah. guys were only actually there because they're told they have to be there and they have to be killing each other whereas when they put their guns down they're like we're gonna go and have a football match oh, it's much war, harder, it's much harder to to kill someone in war when you've just sat there and had a sandwich with them and, and played football. this is why the world's a different place now because of things like social media because of things like broadband internet and wireless technology I can look and see what it's like in any of these countries. Before, it was just very us and them. Yeah. yeah. You watch the news, you found out that whoever the enemy was, in this case, Russia, yeah. are dangerous people who will pull the plug on us the first chance they get, so we need to get to them first. And you just go, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, Liam, you and I used to watch the Americans. Yeah. And it was all about, like, they're, you know, they're, the Americans are evil, and Americans are, or, or Russians are evil, and Russians are this. Yeah. And neither one's true, but you no. never got to see how they lived. Even now, I mean, we get a lot of anti-Russian media. I've got a friend who's teaching in Russia and going, guys, it's, he's, 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 in, he's like, it's totally different. Yeah. He still believes the media is still spinning. Now, that's just his perspective. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's an interesting one for me to go, oh, okay. So if I have a friend who, well, a kind of ex-classmate who was, who's a ballet dancer with the Russian ballet. And like, so you see all of her posts and things and it looks, looks lovely. Like she seems to genuinely have a really lovely time being someone who lives who is part russian living in russia and so you go obviously that's one person but there's how much truth is there to different bits and pieces uh let's move on to the role of women shall we georgia if you want to it is non-existent (laughs) this might be a front runner for worst role of women not in the sense that women are represented badly they're just not represented (laughs) just not really there are they 
Is that is it accurate of as of when this is supposed to be set? Would there have been no females on board the ship? Is that you accurate? Know, you know, I hadn't even considered that. I imagine so. I, uh, yeah, I, think I imagine so. numbers would be quite low, especially. It'd be no excuse, but especially when you're literally trapped in this what's, tube with them for yeah. that's, ever and that's ever and when ever. When I said a minute ago, I wouldn't want to be on that ship. That's oh, what, is that what you're referring what I mean. to? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know the answer to that, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that would have been, yeah. But women are, are in the military. No, I assume the numbers they are like... They wouldn't have been sent front line. This isn't really a... F- well, they are. They're the front line of defense, I aren't they? So, yeah. I mean, it's not traditional. I don't know, it's, uh, I don't know enough. Uh, Julene. Yeah, Julene. Yeah. Hermes, let us know. I'm, yeah. I'm hypothesizing. I don't know. We don't know. Good question. But yeah, Rolla women pretty much non-existent. Yeah. Uh, uh, favorite character? A dude with the keys and, uh, and radio dude. Okay, oh, radio dude. Uh, radio Zimmer. dude and the one who runs around with the keys and lets them out. Bossler? The... Yeah. Yeah. The, um, and then... Yeah, the one's like, like, who did you fuck to get on this boat? That dude. Yeah. I like him. So you, basically, you, you like that... That that, well, that, hey, that wasn't him. That wasn't Bossler. Yeah, no, I, I like the I like the radio dude. Yeah. And I like who did you fuck to get oh, on this okay. boat. Oh, okay. Danny Nucci's character. Yeah, both yeah, of those okay. two. They're my favorites. Cobb. Cobb? Commander of the boat, yeah. Because my moral compass is more led with him. Yeah, you know what? I'm Cobb as well. I really like him. Uh, I, I like he to stand for what's right. I like to believe that that's who I would be. Yeah, that even if it was someone, if it wasn't the person I wanted to be right, I would still go with the person who was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same. Um, best moment, best element. Ooh, I, I really liked the like thirty seconds around them having to shut that hatch, which oh, meant wow, killing okay. those, yeah. killing the men. But you get you see Denzel's character actually step up into his big boy boots then when he shouts down that you need to close this now yeah and that's an order i don't think anyone ever wants to have to give knowing that you're killing people by doing it it is like it's the trolley car thing isn't it yeah like either you do nothing and the whole ship goes down or you give that order and three people directly die because of what you've done so yeah but i thought that was a really cool sequence i think the best moment for me was a silent quiet bit where he's hitting him and he doesn't, he's not reacting. What, well, at the very end when he's punching And he's not, yeah, and he's yeah. not backing down. He's not fighting back. He's he's showing the the crew as well, this isn't the way to be. Yeah. He's the one who's being out of order here, but he still won't relinquish, relinquish the keys. I'm going to go with, it's like a scene. I'm going to go for the speech in the rain. You like that. Especially the call and answer because Cobb's his buddy here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like they're, like, they're literally, they've never rehearsed this. They are a well-oiled presentation. Absolutely. And then that disappears. And so that has stakes for later in the movie. I, I like that. And then this is overall, I think they just do a great job of making me feel tension. Those two together on screen, uh, Hackman and Denzel, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they keep that tension all the way through, mm-hmm. which is, which is, no mean feat when you're stuck in no, one, absolutely. one spot. Because really. it's very tight, so the acting's got to be solid. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, outside yeah, yeah. of a few shots of torpedoes sort of floating around, a lot of it's like they, they create the world with their words for you to think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a world about hypotheticals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very little actually happens. Yeah. So, I mean, you mean outside of the, the mutinies and the guns and stuff. <laughs> 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 outside of all the stuff that does happen. Oh, can I have, a, can I have an honorable mention? Yeah, go on. The dog. Oh, the dog, yeah. Yeah, yeah the dog's cool. Um, Grumble with Georgia. <laughs> I you yeah. you failed to see even you're you're incapable of seeing the nuance. I don't think I'm incapable of seeing. I'm, a cap- I'm incapable of it, appreciating it okay. because I'm so I can see it. That's there. I know what the film's telling me. I know it's telling me that actually 
at the end especially then they literally tell us that no hackman wasn't completely wrong and denzel wasn't completely right and vice versa i can see that i just i just can't appreciate a world in which there isn't what why you wouldn't want to find out that thing i get the threat but i yeah no i just i can't get my head around it and i think that's maybe that speaks to a generational thing Don't maybe know. i think we are i think becoming more and more pacifist as things go on but i think that's because we're getting further and further away from i think you're also war. i think you're also speaking on behalf of the place where you live quite possibly yeah, yeah. i think you're assuming a lot okay uh just about global young people I think there's plenty who are still out there. Look, one of the yeah, yeah. lots of people still are, are going to the military. Yeah, yep. that's true. I mean, I have a lot of, I've a lot of my group and a lot of my like sources and a lot of the stuff I get information from and opinions from are from a very theatre, very liberal background, yep. which notoriously is very pacifist as well. Violent video stuff. games in which you imagine yourself as a member of an armed force going and doing stuff still sell ridiculously well. They Male do. escapist fantasy still lies in this world to a degree so yeah, yeah no absolutely okay. i think i think you are yeah. a bit of an outlier i do oh, that makes me okay. sad no why do you have to be in, in, in the majority to be to, to feel that no, you're not that i'm sad that, that the fact that pacifism isn't the majority I, I think it's your aversion to anything resembling war that makes you an outlier okay your, your inability to see the entertainment value oh of, no i was i really like this film uh, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe i'm overstepping <laughs> Um, so next up, we're going to go with Liam Grumble. My grumble is I didn't like how they... Uh, it's a contradiction, really. Um, I liked how they made us think more about Hackman's character and go, we hate him. Oh, actually, he's not too bad. Well, actually, no, we hate him. Yeah, he's... I see where he's coming from. No, I don't. I wish they'd have left it more nuanced. I wish they'd have made us gone, well, actually, they're both right. They're both wrong. Um, how do I think the film does that though? Then doesn't it? I think the... No, well, I do. You know what I, don't, I think you don't need is him saying he died because he's three hundred pounds and the and the racist comments at the end. Yeah. I think if you get rid I'm of those, totally okay with the three hundred pounds comment. If you get totally rid of those, okay it makes him well, less of an whatever, asshole. Whatever the bits he does, mm-hmm. I, I wish they didn't make him out to, because they made it very clear he's the villain. He's they make it clear he's unlikable the villain of the piece but the villain because we're already it's, it's and i'd rather the only other way you could do it ambiguous. the only other way you could do it and it's kind of like when we do something like the prestige where it's too warring you get spend equal time with both of them would have been you open up and you see hackman dealing with the fact that his wife has left him and he's going back to work where things make sense and you give me a scene like that yeah i mean I, I don't, you know what would that have been like i don't know so you don't get you don't get comment from like from denzel about like people being overweight or a comment against women or anything. You don't get anything like that. Whereas you get like three or four from the guy had a heart attack. He's 300 pounds from Hackman. I think Hackman's like, yeah, well, I'm not, he's not wrong. I'm not well, no, no, but the comment about women at the beginning and the high school girls. Oh, yeah, I'm, okay, just saying, yeah, like, I'm just saying there's certain bits about him. They want you to not I think, align. Yes. With him. And I think they're establishing early on. He's a bit of a dinosaur. I just wish he's from they, a bygone era. They'd left it more ambiguous for huh. you to go. Wow. Um, mine's really quick, really easy. Um, it's way too quick for them to get out of that uh, mess once Denzel gets arrested. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm gonna give the kid from Titanic my keys and then just trust everything's gonna work out. And like, there wasn't even a moment like you give the keys to who? Well, you're gonna really—he's already there before you can even have this conversation. 
It's way too easy. We're going to put one guard, one guard on the door with Denzel Washington on it. One. You've got a whole ship, sensation. a whole ship full of people, yeah. and you put one guard on the door. Well, you know. Come on. <laughs> like, at least, like, Denzel was about to put two guards on Gene Hackman's door. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Him. So, uh, there is that. Uh, anybody's best role ever? Ooh. I'm going to call this Gene Hackman's best role ever. Yeah, yeah. Have you, have you seen enough Gene Hackman movies, though? I've seen a few. How many do I have to see? That is the question. I, in my mind, if I've seen him in like two or three things, I can make a comment, at least of the best that I've seen. Well, I remember, I, I can't remember too much of The French Connection, but there's two, there's a sequel as well. Yep. Um, so my lines get a little bit blurred, but I remember him being really good in that. But I can't, but I was so young when I watched it. And I remember thinking, because they did this car chase scene. And um, I thought, God, that looks real. And years later, when I um, saw a documentary on uh, Gene Hackman, they were talking about this scene. And they had no permission to do this scene. They just literally ran through the city, charging with this car. And I just thought it was amazing. But um, it's, it's a good one to, to call his best, yep. best. But... I don't know. I ain't seen enough to know. I really like *Man of the State* as well. So you yeah, know, there's something there. He's just the, one of them actors that are just. He's, just, he's a great character actor. He's Usually, he's going to play a crotchety old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not Denzel's best. It's not Vigo's best. It's not. Yeah. Tell you what, a buddy who was um, Cobb, he was in *Dangerous Minds*. You were saying he was. I remember that. For, he's way better in this. Yes. On *Dangerous Minds*, he's just kind. Of, yeah. 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 Or maybe he's just a really bad teacher. I don't know which one it is. Maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I really liked him in this. I thought he was good. Yeah, I, I, I was good. I, he was my favorite. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead then and go to it's right this time. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? And as always, thanks to Moonlight Social for a little yeah. age game. Diddy, uh, Georgia, you're playing the part of Ethan today, so uh, what you got? Screw this up. Yep. <laughs> like, you could do terribly and you'd probably still be an improvement. I'm sorry, Ethan, if you listen. Are- he probably is. I bet he does listen oh, to everyone. He's, he's a good lad. Starting with Denzel Washington. Oh. What's this? 90? 90... 95. 95. I'm going to say 37. I was going to say 36, so there we go. 41. Wow. Yeah. George Hackman. Gene, Gene Hackman. Hackman. Sorry, that's me reading wrong. Gene Hackman. Still, still out of anything. Uh, 50. Oh, no. Maybe 59. I'm going to 61. 65. Wow. Well, yeah, I was going to yeah. say 61. Early retirement. How, 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 yeah. how old do they work you in the Navy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt Craven. Who's that? Which one's that? He was. Sorry, I did have it up and then I moved it. Uh, Zimmer. Oh, okay. Zimmer. Don't really know him for much. He was really good, though. It is a limited role. 24. Oh, 37. 39. Yeah. Oh, I'm not thinking the right one, then. Maybe. George Zunza. <laughs> Which Cobb. one? That's Cobb. Yeah. Um, Cobb. 47. You're low again. 55. 50. Oh, you got it. Woo! And then finally, uh, Vigo Mortensen. Oh. Oh. 35. 28. 
37. Ooh, how old is he when he's in Lord of the Rings? Gee, oh, he, I guess he, early 40s. I guess he, that makes he, sense. He fun. aged well, though, doesn't he? He does age really, really well. Yeah. I, I got this one, buddy. That was well, well done. Woo. Uh, next up, then, we're still back to you, Georgia. We need some critics. This film, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but not reviewed by very many top critics, to be fair. Only one page of top critics, not... Well, probably, because well, it was in the 90s, they might not have called them top critics. I don't know if that's a recent thing, but yeah. You know. Yeah, not, the top critics are, ba- are just like accredited people that actually, oh, okay. rather than thingies. Um, but so we have got Dolores Barclay from the Associated Press, says Crimson Tide is a wet tide, is a whale of a movie, an intense and heart-stopping adventure played out against the unnerving threat of nuclear annihilation. Uh, and then we have got uh, James... Bernard Dinelli from Real Views says, because of the contained environment, submarines make great settings for thrillers. With a throbbing of the engine sounding like a pulse, Crimson Tide is no exception. The atmosphere alone is sufficient to keep the audience on edge. And then we have one more from our good friend Roger Ebert. Ebs. <laughs> who says, what's unique about Crimson Tide is that it doesn't offer clear-cut choices between good and evil. Hackman may be violating procedures, and perhaps he has good reasons. Washington, fearing to unleash war, may leave his country unprotected. Even the ending is intriguingly even-handed. This is a rare kind of war movie that not only thrills people while they're watching it, but invites them to leave the theatre actually discussing the issues. It does. It explains everything. Well, I think it did. I mean, as much as it's kind of... I was a little bit worried we started because I'm like, you two are clearly on different pages. <laughs> and I was like, this is going to be one of those tense ones. This is going to be like a, like a, like a best therapy session award. <laughs> but no, I, th- I think what we've done is we've facilitated the conversation where we've all kind of had to kick the ball around a little bit. I got to be kind of the guy in the middle, as I typically tend to be, yeah. more often than not. But... Um, no, I really enjoyed that. And those are the ones that made the better conversations. I think the conver- I, there's people there who are going to be literally shouting at the pod, disagreeing vehemently with they either were. one of you two. Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, absolutely. And and I think that's the better for it. I think that I just do. shows, you know, yeah, there's engagement level I, here. I do genuinely not to, not hope to offend anyone who is military-based or anything like that. It is oh, we, just, don't, we don't want to offend Yeah, no it, is, no, it is just not where my mindset is. just not where George yeah. is. It's all right. No. It's all right. I completely respect that you have the ability to do it. I just don't. Yeah, so I'm just looking stuff up here. I was trying to give them someone the, the oh, cue to keep oh. talking, keep talking. You, you do this. No, I wasn't doing that. Oh, sometimes if I'm not talking, it means if I'm not talking, it means keep going because I'm <laughs> looking for stuff. You, you, it does, yeah. you do this I'm to in, shut us up, and you've okay. also just done the same thing to keep us talking. You're not wrong, but why don't? You just, <laughs> it's difficult to tell. Know what I want at all times. In this case, usually I'm the one going right. We've been recording for two thirty. No, you're right. You're right. This is usually. Shut up. Um, (laughs) That's what we both did. We got here. uh, I put out the fleece as I always do. Recorded on Crimson Tide. Uh, What are your thoughts? We had uh, 28 people got in the vote this time, which is a Uh, a right number. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is, I was, because it was from from the mid 90s. Like, it's not as, there's a lot of people who were like, oh, I don't know, remember this one, or I haven't seen this one. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. Because this isn't that sweet spot for me, but maybe it's just one that got by people. (laughs) Maybe it kind of, you know, went went, uh, underneath them. Undetected. Sonar didn't pick it up um, and said, so what is it? Is it a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? 43% called it a good film. 32% great, 18% okay, 7% poor. Uh, so let's go ahead and see what some of the specifics thought. Um, my sister said, rewatch last night while caring for Felicity. I felt this film heads up, uh, held up. Reminds me of movie marathons during snowstorms with the folks. Great flick score and memories. And no one says, God damn it, like Denzel. Thanks for the nostalgia and company. Sick, hashtag sick like the BFE gang. And there's a terrible photo of Felicity. Jeez oh. Louise. 
Oh, that is one oh, sick little that. girl. Oh, jeez. He's definitely getting a sticker. That's sticker worthy. Yeah, that's sticker worthy. <laughs> um, Baz uh, says, as a submariner, oh, jeez, really? Uh, please correct us on anything yes, we got please. off. <laughs> as a submariner, I cannot watch submarine movies without getting angry at all the incorrect methods, procedures that are portrayed. And this one gets me very angry. <laughs> I can, I could understand that. Be like Baz, be like Baz. <laughs> the Yeetmeister. Yeetmeister. That makes me so happy. <laughs> says, it's been years since I've since seen this movie with my dad. But from what I remember, the movie had me invested the whole way through. Uh, Juline. 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 Says, I spent two hours yelling at my TV. That's not how the military works. <laughs> it's clear no research went into the film. Actually, Julian, I think we found out a lot of research went into this film. And the Navy went, no, thank you. And they went, yes. we're going to make it anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Josh, my next movie says, on my ever-growing watch list. It can't be bad with that cast, right? I don't think it can be, but that's just me. Uh, Hermes says, I want to vote, but haven't seen it, unfortunately. And has a little gif of him putting a paper bag on his head. Uh, it does assume that he's a cat, but still. Was the, was the tide out for him? Uh, Cinema Recall. This is Vern. I, no, not Vern. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's Vern. Yeah, Vern from Cinema Recall says, it's a fun watch, but it drags in sections. Could have used some tighter editing. Oh, really? Because I have an issue that I'm, I think using these in five minutes. Yeah. In the room. In yeah, the room yeah. when oh, they're all put away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pedestrian at best says it's definitely oh, I think this is Chris Peterson it's definitely a 90s thriller but still a good and effective one in my opinion Hackman and Washington are awesome in it no disagreement there oh, good. Uh, Danny from It's a Musical Pod I've never heard of this one I'll tell you what man you're saying this a lot lately <laughs> when's it from 1995 any star power yes I, I'm responding <laughs> so many questions I can't wait to hear you answer brackets I'm too lazy to google uh, I did text him Sounds some like of me. the List, uh, Dwayne Smith, what? Yeah, that's not like you. <laughs> Dwayne Smith said Ryan, Ryan Philippe was in it. I'm like, yes, he was. Uh, Carlo lo, 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 says, haven't seen this in a very long time. I remember liking it, but I barely remember anything about it. Should give it a rewatch. Uh, Nostalgia Cast said, arguably Tony Scott's most accomplished film. The performances are powerhouse, and for once, Scott's music video aesthetics add to the tension rather than taking away from it. There we go. <laughs> Alex from Main Street Finance. Hello, Alex. Hello, Alex. Uh, who says, oh, I love Crimson Tide. Been trying to get my fiance to watch it for a while now, but it's a work in progress. It is worth a watch, definitely. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I don't know, buddy. I mean... Uh, Despite what you might think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's a... Is it a guy film? Does it feel like a guy film? One of the reviews on there just said it's very much a boy film. Is it? Um, but I... But again, I quite liked it. So like it wasn't shoot, shoot, pow, pow. It was like no, the build up and the yeah. threat of it. Not like no one gets shot in the movie. It's more of a thriller than an action. Yeah, film. no yeah. one gets shot in no. the movie. Guns are drawn as a way to heighten tension, but that's really about it. Yeah. At no point does it turn into though, like the one critic who said uh, like Die Hard on a, a submarine or something like that. I'm like, no, because if it was Die Hard, he would have shot his way out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so that's about. But, but thanks a lot, Alex. Appreciate that. And then uh, Anthony and Davies said, I really enjoyed this one. I said, of course you did. It was my pick. <laughs> Would you like to know what the patrons said? Uh, yes, but no no numbers yet. No numbers yet, no. Uh, so I've got uh, uh, Kate McRae, <laughs> wife of uh, Reverend Bruce, says, outstanding cast. Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman give amazing performances, very suspenseful and a fascinating ethical dilemma. Oh. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, then we have got uh, Enzani and Davies says, this was very intense, superb acting throughout, plus a Star Trek reference. It's scary to think that this is how the US handled its nukes and it could have been taken just one man refusing to check orders to start a world war. Now, again, Great please, pl- it's not necessarily a documentary. <laughs> no, it's not. No. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Reverend Bruce says, hey. terrific Jerry Bruckheimer suspense thriller. Uh, Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman carry the movie. Peak Gene Hackman, his second best performance after French Connection. Ah, oh, interesting. Early oh, Denzel shows what is yet to come. Kind of like Die Hard in a submarine. Morally ambiguous ending, but I found it satisfying. Nice to see early James Gandolfini. Gandolfini. Gandolfini and Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, G- Gandolfini was the guy who kept calling Tony Soprano. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, then we have uh, first time commenter, long time listener, uh, <laughs> poet, poet laureate, Dwayne Smith. I'm doing both, am yeah. I? Dwayne Smith! <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was letting you do one of them, but all right. Uh, Jesus Weps, this film is intense. I like what you've done there. It starts out like any typical military film, but once they are on that sub, the tension builds layer upon layer until you're on the edge of your seat, biting off your fingernails. I do think maybe they should have called it Dutch Angle, though, because the whole film was basically one big Dutch Angle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one. I'm going to call this, actually, I'm not going to call any of them Dutch Angles. Because no, I just think that's, a, I think it's just the boat representing where the boat is. Yeah. yeah. So a Dutch angle is when the camera moves. I would just suggest the set's probably on an angle on this yeah. one. Yeah. But hey, you're still getting the, the idea that the diagonal is Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you would never, uh, sorry, you'd never get me on a submarine, but this film's telling me that they're incredibly hot places to be. I'm totally on Hunter's side. I have very negative feelings towards war anyway, but I don't see how anyone could side with Ramsey in that situation. The cast are also good with hack. Hackman and Washington delivering the standout performances. I cheered when Hunter called the the boy a buoy. I would never (laughs) have chosen to watch this film, but I'm glad I did. I really, really enjoyed it, and I'm giving it a... Okay, excellent. Ah, Thank you, Dwayne. And last one from Julene. Julene, Julene, Julene. She says, sorry, guys, I did not enjoy this film. The inaccuracies of this film about military operations is both infuriating and astounding. It's as if they decided to put together this fantastical tale of military intrigue without spending even one second of research. Even if the military press rep refuses to cooperate, one visit to the VA would have prevented this movie from becoming the complete and utter horseshit that it was. (laughs) I was waiting for them to sail off to Narnia on Platform 9 and 3 quarters. (laughs) I would give it no stars if I could. That's a nice summary, though. I think she, she, she might not have liked it. <laughs> we think so. It's a bit, it's a bit muddled. I can't really read that one. <laughs> I'm confused by it. Yeah, uh, let's go ahead and see if we're confused by it. Let's go ahead and give our rating, shall we? Our do we have Ethan's thoughts on the movie first? We do. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to tally the their results whilst also doing this. But let's go to Ethan first, and I'll do that in a second. Right. He says favorite element. Uh, the set design of the sub is impressive. Every shot makes me feel so claustrophobic and it makes the entire film so so much more intense as doubt creeps in. It's really, like there's it's a lot of people well tightly done, shot yeah. in small spaces. Uh-huh. But an honourable mention to the closing of the hatch sequence, it was just so painful to watch and well done with the music playing. His little grumble says it slows and quickens its pace way too frequently for my liking. Whenever there's intense conversation, I'm loving it, but then we slow down for 15 minutes for some slow action that feels slow. Lots of use of slow there, Ethan. Uh, favorite character: Gene Hackman steals the show and eats the scenery in the best way possible. He's just brilliant, and his argument with Denzel at the halfway point just shows the dynamic between them. I think that's the one we used in the opening. Yeah, I think yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. And then finally, his little 
little doohickey. Yep. It says, I had a mixed time for the first half of this movie, but by the 50-minute mark, I'm invested in loving the conflict. Denzel and Jean have some brilliant chemistry as combating forces and elevate the film whenever they're on screen or their characters are affecting the other. The set design and lighting is spectacular and creates even more suspense and tension as the situation becomes more dire. I would have loved to see more of Vigo and Denzel's history explained upon, but by the time Gene has got the gun pointed at his head, I don't care because I'm still praying Vigo will be saved. He's giving this film... Do you want to know now? Yeah. Seven and a half pissed pants out wow. of ten. Seven and a half. <laughs> All right. With the write-up, I thought he was going higher with that. Yeah. Yeah. Liam. Um, uh, I really did like this film. Um, again, it's not a film I'd go back and watch, you know, I'll probably give it another ten years, fifteen years maybe before I watch it again. But I did enjoy it. And uh, so I'm going to give this, same as Ethan, what? seven and a half minutes away from annihilation okay. <laughs> torpedo strike the russians are firing on us in seven and a half minutes i should think of these before i say them that's all right i, I, I usually get to you here on yours like oh man i was a lot <laughs> just might make it for all years i don't think about mine so there we go uh georgia uh, yeah i say despite the fact that it's about a subject that i don't enjoy i cannot see past the fact that this is a very very well made film it's very well written it's very well acted and i did thoroughly enjoy it i watched the first half of it um last night because i knew i'd be busy for a bit of this afternoon by myself and actually i kept finding i'd got to an hour and i was kind of going i could watch a bit more but i wanted to watch more of it here because i was enjoying it that much um so for that reason and for the other like the practical effects using the Gimb- gimbal? Gimbal, gimbal which is yeah. i love a practical effect and all the different bits the heartwarming stuff as well with the guys in the getting shot in the water i really liked it i'm giving it eight and a half wow okay yeah um this film with the two guys so diametrically opposed and so nuanced and a chance to just act it's almost i can't believe i'm saying this about a tony tony scott tony scott tony scott film there's something almost shakespearean about it <laughs> And it's just watching two mouths. You know me. I love getting people into a small room and just letting them act. Mm -hmm. And you don't get much smaller than like a submarine. Nope. As far as like putting people in cramped situations. I always like, whether it's in the sky, like I like Air Force One, like Passion of the Seven, Under the Sea, Q Sebastian. Um, You know, these are things that I really enjoy. And um, the story has nuance. Um, The acting is sensational. Brilliant, but both. And uh, the tension, I think, is it's back and forth and back and forth. Whereas a, a usual movie would have one of these. Ele- we have three or four of them where they yeah, switch. Yeah. And I believe that you can see where both people are coming from, even though the film says cheer for this guy. Exactly. I don't walk. When Gene Hackman walks away, I don't want to use finger, getting away with it. I don't really want to use that as no. a finger. But I, I don't resent him for the fight he did or for what he came back with. No. So I'm going to give this film nine barely hidden racial insults out of ten. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I think this film's fantastic. I thought you were going to go for about an eight. No. Oh, no, I think it's it's very good. I, it is. It's just not... I would call it an excellent film. And yeah, it's an action movie. You know, I feel like I did when we did The Rock, but it's it was like, if you take The Rock movie, yeah. and you give me, and you give me like legitimate heavyweight acting in the middle of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so everything I loved about The Rock, because we were like, this feels like a rock a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you gave me all, Hans Zimmer's score. I mean, it's just, oh, it's just fantastic. Yeah. So the question is, now outside of Julene, where God knows how, <laughs> let's leave Julene's for the end, shall we? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, right. So the overall 
the overall average? Overall average is quite vastly affected by Julene's. I'm sure it is. Um, so overall average for the Patreon is 6.4. 6.4. I'm going to guess, did, you, did Julene give it a zero? Uh, it's impossible to do so on the page, so, so she one. gave it a one. Wow. <laughs> wow. Authenticity, really important there. Julene. What about the acting? She said if she could get it a zero, she would have done. Yeah. Maybe I should put a zero. It's having, it's having, it's having the, no, no, I think it's a one for, because I think we say before, we said with Transpire, like, no film is without any merit. Yeah, there has to be something. Oh, one. Ooh. That's, you know what? She'll be here next week for us to talk. I think she we will. have to give her a, we little, will. We will. a little bit. And Julian, I'm going to respectfully challenge on that, which doesn't <laughs> going to be like, you're wrong, but I, 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 I'm just come with five minutes ready to just talk about this, because yeah. I just want to know, how does it overpower all the other stuff? Yeah, the yeah. emotion of the film. The, yeah. You know. But we love hearing from our patrons, and we that's do, when they do, give them do. a one or when the. We're very top and tail with our patrons. <laughs> Reverend Bruce has given up more tens than I have. Eights, though, this time. Yeah. Three eights, a seven, and a one. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, whereas, you know, Julian went, went the other direction, has given the lowest number that we've accepted. <laughs> Georgia tried to go zero at one point, and we talked her into a two. Yeah. So um, that's where we are here. And fitting again, a big thank to all of our uh, patrons. That's Reverend Bruce, Julene, Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith, uh, Katie McRae, Lena Oberholzer, Ian Davies, Chris Peterson, and Randall Silva. To the people on the Patreon, uh, we haven't forgot about your shout outs. The big thing is we want to be all be here for it. Yeah. And we haven't had that capacity uh we, we haven't sent them off because we just haven't all been here between covid yeah. and other situations um we just really haven't managed to um you know get them to get together in the same place to send them off so we'd rather than do it half-assed yeah we we, we 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 won't all be here and so those will be happening i, I i'd like to hope next week <laughs> hopefully so yeah. um we'll see if ethan's uh back around we'll see how, how the rest of us are all doing but uh you know, I've got antibodies now, so whoop, whoop. I'm I'm gonna go. You know, rub my rub my face all over desks and things like that because I'm a. Maybe don't do that. Maybe don't do that. No, just in case you're still slightly infectious. I have no. I, wait, that would, what do I do? Infect the desk? Well, and then people might touch the desk and then touch because because the desk is sick now. Well, no, they touch the desk and now they get germs on their hands and then they put the germs on their face and now they've got COVID. And that is the end of our Patreon <laughs> update. Um, please check out. We've got uh, last week we did a sh- fun size film on Septum. Septum, yep. which uh, we have the link for the for the film in the show notes, or just look up Septum on Hazel YouTube, Hayes yep. on YouTube. It's a free watch. Uh, this Friday we've got a clip for takeoff on how I met your father. Yeah, so an interesting sort of reboot. So we gave you our thoughts on that. And, uh, and then we'll talk about what we're doing next week. And next week, From the Mind, Julene. But before I bring that up, Ooh. one last fact. According to a 1995 Premier Magazine article, when Quentin Tarantino visited the set, Denzel Washington confronted him about the use of the N-word in his films. Tarantino got embarrassed and wanted to move the conversation to a more private area. Sounds like Gene Hackman. It does. Washington said, no, if we're going to discuss it, let's discuss it now. In a 2012 interview with GQ, Washington said he contacted Tarantino a few years after production and apologized for embarrassing him, asking, you going to walk around with that grudge the rest of your life? He also called Tarantino a fine artist. The same year, Washington's daughter, Kira Washington, worked as a production assistant on Tarantino's film, Django Unchained. 
Ah. Next week, we are doing Django Unchained. Oh, that's cool. From the... Uh, so it's, it's weird, but I, I found that... Li- I was like, shut up. What are the odds of finding that sort of a connection uh, cool. between the two films? So we have not done Tarantino yet. No. 108 episodes, our I, first Tarantino film. I thought that'd be Pulp Fiction, our first one. I thought that a Reservoir. Yeah. I was going to do a George react, but I didn't realize that's where the re- the reveal was coming in. So oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so we can, we, 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 can film, we can film a little 30 second thing at the end of this where we talk about what it's going to be. Um, no, so we're doing Tarantino and we're doing uh, Django. I did think about this, George. I think you're all, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's a very violent third act. I was going to say, I've, I've, the name rings. It's like starts the alarm bells ringing. I it's don't a, know anything about it. It's a very it's violent that, third act, but I, I I think there's nothing as disturbing as what you saw in Train Spotting. No. Okay. Okay. So I'd recommend maybe giving it a shot. Yeah, I'll yeah. give I will give anything a shot. Okay. It's just, I you know can tap out if you need to. I yeah. know I know where my limits are now. Yeah. Yeah. So know your limits. Play play within it. Yep. So there we go. So please join us next week when we welcome Julian on the show. We do because she is a BFF of the BFE. And if you want more information about how you can join us on the pod, like Reverend Bruce, like Julian, how you can pick the movie. Yep. Yeah, and how you get a vote all to yourself. So Reverend Bruce, he had a vote outside of the patron. He was just like he was here, like yeah. he was Liam. Another way, <laughs> <laughs> Julie won't have to share her. There'll be no averaging. So if she goes one, it's it's a big old one. I doubt she won her That's own. Her film. I doubt she won her own film. I think it's very much more likely to be the, the opposite end of the spectrum <laughs> on that. So I'm interested in talking about that. Christoph Waltz, Jamie Fox, Leo DiCaprio, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. Yeah. Jonah lost, Hill in a You lost brief me part. with DiCaprio, but won me back with Samuel L. Jackson. There we go. So, there you go. so uh, lots of stuff. I've already done, 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 done my research for it, so I'm, I'm ahead of the game on this one. Woo-hoo. COVID gave me some time to do things. So, <laughs> for Best Film Ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. And I've been Georgia. And sometimes I wonder if you guys think I'm a bit of a dictator picking all the movies all the time. And I want you guys to remember this podcast is here to preserve democracy. But never to practice it. <laughs> nice. That explains the therapy sessions. <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop.